It's time for Winner's Corner. That's right. It's been a minute. We've been uh, kind of stepping away from the drafts a little bit. We need to get back to them. We're, we're going to kick in high gear this summer for a lot of drafts. Uh, this past one, it was curated by our awesome friend Katie, the Disney Channel Original Movies Draft, and Kyle has the results. What you got? All right. Yeah, fun draft. Lots of fun movies to uh, look back on with nostalgia. Um, so in third place with 19 votes, we've got the Dayman, Damon himself. In second place with 22 votes, we've got our guest host, Katie. And running away with it for maybe the first time in my life, we've got 34 votes for myself. Uh, I'm a little baffled. Ooh. I didn't draft Smart House, so I don't know what happened. I don't. I didn't rig this, I promise. <laughs> To quote Tim Robinson, I didn't rig shit. <laughs> For one, all three boards were stacked. Oh, they were so good. In, and I think your combo of the High School Musical 2, Cadet one. Kelly. Oh, you had, you had one. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you had the first one. Uh, you had Cadet Kelly in Halloween Town. Ah, yeah. That's like, true. That trio. Like, you know, Katie had High School Musical and, and Teen Beach Movie, right? Yeah. And like she had she had the strong combo and I had Smart House and Luck of the Irish. I, I think it's just like you had like that extra, that that third movie that was just like the Halloween town, the you had the spooky vote, and everyone loves the Halloween town. I mean your board was was fresh. I, I can't hate on the W. <laughs> it was a it was a fun episode though. It was nice to look back on some movies that I've never even heard of, and then you know, all the all the classics too. So very fun episode. Thank you to everyone who listened. Enjoy the episode. another episode of the planet fantasy podcast and we're your hosts damon and kyle how's it going over there man it's good man it's a sunday it is earlier than usual on a sunday i'm feeling good how are you i am great i saw everything everywhere all at once yesterday it was mind-blowing brilliant emotional it was it was great and i everyone needs to see that in a theater if you can so love that Yes. You seen anything uh, fun lately? I did. I have. I really want to see that. But if not that, I'm glad that I could see my other passion in life, Nicolas Cage. Um, I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I'm resisting the urge to ask for an Effie's just for that movie, but it was fucking incredible and I loved it. I'm so excited you saw it. I need to. Um, also with us today, uh, you know, fitting in for producer duties, Ryan, how's it going, man? Yeah, so first produced pod was one involving Thad, and this one involves Hannah and music. So I'm beginning to see why Anna was unavailable for these two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said she had to go places. Um, that's what she said. As one, yeah, the places were anywhere but here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, speaking of our, our guest today, we have Hannah. How's it going? Oh, I'm great. Yes, I've just been preparing all week to just to talk about 
my the love of my life, Taylor Swift. So like, glad to be here. Who? You only get Who? two. Are you? I know. Are you ready for that? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and our other guest, Dom. How's it going, man? It's great. I'm uh, I'm excited to pick Taylor Swift songs and then just you know turn it over to Hannah and let her explain why they're amazing because that's probably the best the best option. <laughs> and same with uh, all the, the Harry. Take the credit. Exactly. This is Stewards of Sound, Taylor Swift draft. No, I mean I'm sorry, the 2003 <laughs> draft. Um, yes, no, that's why we're here, guys. Um, Y'all know what we're doing. We know you have to get at least, you don't get no more than two picks per artist. It has to be released in this decade. And yeah, I mean, I think we're all ready. Does anyone have any questions before we begin? I'm just excited. Let's do it. All What's right. list game this week, Damon? List game. Since it is, you know, the last decade, we are going with songs that have been turned into a meme memed songs ryan will let us know if it fits the category or not he'll buzz us or something um and yeah so uh, we can start off with hannah then dom and then kyle and then i'll i'll go last all right awesome well so since i started talking about taylor swift i might as well just keep it going the one uh thing i can think of is the vine from new year trouble that with the goat sound (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's like the that's iconic. So, does that count technically? I guess. <laughs> What's the song? In New, New Year Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, I feel like I, this. I have to just take uh, "Never Gonna Give You Up." Then. The old, get yes. it off the board. The first one. Um. Let's see. So I was thinking I. I had that ready, you asshole. I was going to do that, and then you picked it first. Um, <laughs> let's see. Africa by Toto. Would you look at this photograph? <laughs> look at, look this, at this graph. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that went viral like the week of finals for me, and I like was like high, very low on uh, sleep and I just watched that for like 10 hours straight in the library. <laughs> oh. Anna, what you got? Um, how about I'll do somewhat semi-recent. I think it was like two years ago when In the Air Tonight went viral because of the two kids who had never heard that beat drop before. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. Um, Harlem Shake. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bring Me to Life, Evanescence. (laughs) Chocolate Rain? Yes. I had that uh, in my my brain. I was going to go with that next. Fucking love love that. Now it's going to be stuck in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, well, I think uh, this went viral on TikTok again. Where is the love with that dun, 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 or whatever. They, like, oh, had that. The, yeah. By Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I don't know if this went viral on TikTok or, but I can, every time I hear the song, I just see the two of them and, like, zooming in on their face. Uh, the Sound of Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I think we can thank Arrested Development for that being a meme. <laughs> What have I done? Um, <laughs> let's see. 
God, I had so many, and they're all not in my brain. Gangnam Style, does that count? Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. lately. Okay. For sure. Oh, yeah, I guess I did have a second life. Yeah. With the, uh, the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> People sharing each other's traumas. I love it. Um, oh, wait, no, it's my turn. Oh, sorry. sorry oh, you're sorry. fine. Like, I'll, I'll keep going. I'll, I'll be in the <laughs> um, Bad and bougie. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. Um, well, uh, how does it go? Like when everyone's like, does it have do I have to know the name of the song? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I got another one. How about uh, Dreams? That went viral oh, again. Oh, it's yep. dog face. Yeah. Um, do a little hotline bling. That was my next one. Damn it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Take on me. When did that kind come out? Yeah, all out. Okay. He's in like a ton of vines back in <laughs> yeah. the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I vine. Some, I forget all the vines. <laughs> I miss vine. Um, I miss vine every day. Yeah, like Kyle, I had several, and then we t- talked about others, and I forgot them all now. Um, oh, I just thought of a really good one. Numa Numa? I don't know what that is, but that doesn't mean that it's... Classic, the classic YouTube video, the, the Numa Numa? Uh my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. Never knew the name of the song. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Yeah. I was like, but I felt really saying, old. Saying, yeah. no, that's like that's like OG YouTube right there. I love yeah. it. <laughs> classic. Um, wait, I really hope that you guys are ready to say this. Like, my COVID brain is coming in. Harlem Shake. Did we already I say, that? say that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, is it okay? I'm gonna try and remember the name of the song of the one I was trying to remember per, uh, before. Is it like uh, Black Beetle is the name of the song when everyone's like frozen and then like they re- start dancing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if this counts. I feel like it definitely should because I remember like just a million memes on Twitter after this episode. But uh, Agatha all along. <laughs> yes. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, let's see. I think I might be out. Five. Tequila? Four. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Go to karaoke song. <laughs> Someone like you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Just standing That's, in the bushes. Those are two different songs. Oh god dang it! <laughs> I'm, I'm he's, like, he's picking his next one. Also, you can't do that, Damon. He's giving us his board. He's like yeah. Adele, someone just, like you. Just, Hello, all the, all the Adele. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll just bow out. Okay. Um, nothing new featuring Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> that was a shot directly at Kyle. <laughs> I don't know that one. 
have to go listen. It's like uh, it became a meme, but uh, people were sharing like uh, like I've had I've too had much to, too much, too much to, drink to drink tonight, and then yeah. it would like cut to like them blackout or whatever. Yeah. Uh, one of the first yeah. memeable songs I remember in my life, Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> oh my gosh. Front seat or back seat? Which seat should I choose? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the name. I cannot Five, remember the name of the song. Yeah, I'm out. Four, three, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go back to movies and do Let It Go. Mm, that's a good one. We don't talk about Bruno. Mm, we're no. just gonna do movies now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then yeah, uh, boats and hose. Um, I don't know if this counts because they write songs to be made into like this is why they write them. But I just had sex, Lonely Island. It's up to you. I have if we if we go down that road, I've got some more Lonely Island. That's on uh, yeah. That's up to Ryan. Um, yeah, I guess it counts. Okay. Um, then, uh, Dick in a Box. Damn it! Fuck! Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, going back to TikTok, uh, it's all coming back to me now. Celine Dion. Sure. Uh, Jizz in My Pants. <laughs> Keep the Lonely Island going. Um, Jack Sparrow. I was just going to say that. Um, the motto gave us YOLO. Mm. Um, what does the fox say? Oh, that's a really good one. I'd forgotten about that song. Me too. <laughs> Was did somebody already say call me maybe? No. No. It's a good no. one. Maybe. Oh boy. Um bad. that's it. I'm tapping out. Oh yes. I'm with the W. Yes. Damn it. This is the first list game I think I've ever won. Yeah, it's because Kristen's not here. Yep, I don't <laughs> care. I do not care. <laughs> This is the first time I wasn't last, so I will take it. Taking it as a win. <laughs> I'm usually last, and it never bothers me. Um, <laughs> Stoner brain, man. Um, Damon's like last in the list game, first in the polls. Let's go. <laughs> All right, order the order. Uh, got for us. I will. Uh, since we went back and forth for so long, I'll let Kyle go first. I will go second. Damon will go third, and we'll have Hannah on the opposite side of uh, of uh, Kyle because I think that'll create the most chaos. All right. You're welcome. Human inside. Human inside. <laughs> Let's do this. Kyle starting us off. What you got? All right. So there are some songs that are just like low hanging fruit. You know, like. Hannah's favorite song of all time, Cruise by Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, okay. Oh, my God. I'm so torn. I love having this much power. 
<laughs> okay. I'm going to go with one. So for the listeners at home, sadly, we were going to be joined by another guest who is also a fan of this artist. Um, and I wanted to draft this one first because I knew between Dom, Hannah, Olivia, and myself, this would be in, in, in danger. It's still in danger with Dom and Hannah. Um, I don't know what direction they're going to go with Harry, but I'm going to go ahead and draft Fine Line by Harry Styles. Um, Bastard. <laughs> the, you're drafting the entire album. Yes, <laughs> the entirety of Fine Line. Just uh, to be I wish. clear, the, all the songs. <laughs> all of the songs and all the Coachella ones and all the ones that are coming out. Uh, okay. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I could have drafted any number of Harry Styles songs. I think it's not a secret that, like, I'm a huge fan. Dom's got that background and I want to fucking shoot him. Uh, he just, like, I, so I was never into... This is going to get me canceled on the podcast. I was never into One Direction. Um, just because I was like in the, I was at that age kind of where I was like leaving middle school, going into high school when they were getting big. And I was like, I don't like that stuff. I don't like boy bands. I'm going to go listen to whatever I thought was cool. I don't know. Um, and then I would eventually start listening to Harry. And again, this is like late high school. And I would be like, Oh, I like his music. Okay, this kind of sounds like '70s music. I can get, I can get with this. And also being like, man, I'd love to be like that guy someday. This is still high school Kyle, very deeply closeted Kyle. And I was like, I'd love to be like that guy someday. Eventually, it's just like, no, I, I want to, I want to mm-hmm. be in love with that man someday. Um, so yeah, and also Fine all? Line. Don't we all? <laughs> um, Fine Line was the first album that I listened to. I didn't listen to HS1 before then, but. Um, it's. I think it's a no-skip album in general. I think that you just can't go wrong with any of them, but I think Fine Line is one, a perfect way to close out the album. I'm sure it is a perfect way to close out a show of his, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. A lot of his songs are very meaningful for a lot of reasons, but I think Fine Line is one that you can put on for literally any emotion and any feeling and it just kind of encapsulates what you're feeling in that moment whether you're angry or sad or, or whatever you need to pick me up um it's got to be fine line so gotta kick it off with some hairy love all right dom did kyle draw a fine line in the sand <laughs> <laughs> uh that was not the i mean look so harry's one of those he's a little taylor swifty for me where it's like i think a few of us are gonna have a lot of his songs on our boards right and like maybe in varying orders um it's a great song. It's a great pick. Uh, it was not the top Harriet song for me, but that doesn't fucking matter because it's not my pick. Uh, it's a great song. I also love Harry. Um, and I all, I had a, a sort of a similar uh, <clears throat> trajectory to loving him as Kyle did and realizing that I do actually love him, um, <laughs> which was which was fun to discover. Um, and I got to see him in 2017 or 18, um, right after... Right after his first uh, solo album came out, and it was an experience. Let me just tell you that. Uh, so yeah, great fucking pick. I mean, can't go wrong with Harry. Yeah, I like this song. It's a good song. Not the Harry Styles song I expected to go first, but that's just personal preference. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely liked Harry. The far, further away he got from One Direction, not to say that they weren't incredibly talented. Um, I it just there, there was dying. <laughs> over <laughs> all the one D slander. Yeah, they, they my I need favorite. Olivia. I needed Olivia. <laughs> just being honest, but I I really enjoy Harry as a as a solo artist, 
And yeah, I'm hoping to see more of the songs picked. Hannah, how do you feel about Fine Line? Honestly, that actually wasn't the pick I was going to go for either. So, I mean, I don't have to fight Kyle yet, um, but <laughs> I'm sure that's coming. Uh, no, but Fine Line, I agree. It's Well, the whole album in general is just like a no-skip album. Um, so, like, basically anything if someone's going to pick off that album, I would just probably be mad just because I was like, I probably wanted it deep down in my heart. <laughs> so... Um, no, but Fine Line's great. Um, definitely, if you haven't gone back and listened to Harry Styles one, you should because it's actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, just overall, love Harry Styles, and it was a good pick. Yes, um, I, yeah, I feel like this record, track. Kyle, I think um, there's someone else that you need to worry about canceling you for your One Direction opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, don't worry. I know. I have limited time on this earth now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like this draft is going to be very much strategic as far as like picks and when to pick them. Um, I think we're seeing that very early on. Dom, what are you going with for your first pick? Yeah, so I mean, in the same line of being strategic, um, when I was getting ready for this draft, there were a couple songs that jumped out to me as like really feeling like they were one of one. Um, like with a lot of my favorite Taylor songs or or other artists like Kendrick, who I'm sure will get mentioned at some point. If the top song on my board for that artist goes, like I'll be bummed, but I have backups that I will be okay with. This one, when I looked at it, I'm like, there's if this goes, there's nothing for me to fall back on. Uh, and that will be <laughs> Get Lucky um, by Daft Punk and Pharrell Williams. Um, this song like should have gotten old so quickly. Like, when I listen to it, it feels like it has the DNA of one of those, like, summer songs that, like, blows up for a month and then gets overplayed to death and and then eventually gets to the point where I cringe every time I hear it. Um, but there's just, like, something really special about this song that that's never happened. Um, and I think part of it is, like, it's got that pretty rare combination of being, like, undeniably catchy and being genuinely, like, just really good music. Um and I promise this will be the only time I do this, but in my research for this, I found this really great, great quote um, on one of these articles that was like, summing up the top 100 songs of the decade. <laughs> uh, and this was <laughs> the only one that like really stuck out for me though. Um, one of the Daft Punk guys did an interview and he said, we'd searched a long time uh, for the sound of the future. This time we stopped searching. In this quest for the future, we might have overlooked some things from the past. Uh, which I think perfectly encapsulates this like futuristic slash disco pop song that just was amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna take the two robots being badass, doing doing disco funk. I'm very glad Daft Punk got drafted. Um, I'm very sad that they are no longer together. And yeah, I don't know how I feel about this this song in particular being drafted this high. But then again. It, it's the 2010s and then everything's kind of so spread out as far as genre and, and our tastes and everything. I can't hate on it. I mean, this song was everywhere when it dropped. And I think I went through the cycle of like, I like it. Okay. It's, it's, I hear it every, every minute. I don't like it anymore. And a year later. Oh, okay, oh well, yeah, I, I can dig this again. Um, I've gone through the same cycle kind of with Daft Punk over the years. Um, I really thought they were maybe overrated when I was really first getting into the scene. And, and now I just really appreciate them and their, their music's just so special. Um, I love 
their older stuff a lot more than than I'd say this and you know like their song with the weekend and everything but it's it's such a catchy song so I, I can't hate on that uh Hannah how do you feel about get lucky so actually I feel like that song I'm like I'm on the side of the song where I, I got overplayed but I did really enjoy it when it came out but then it like got overplayed for me so that's that's my one issue with it so that's why I wasn't on my list but it, it is a really good pick Kyle, your thoughts? I have, I have like a weird relationship with this song because I kind of felt the same way when it first came out and thought it was kind of overplayed, but I really like thought it was catchy and liked it. And then for some reason, I don't remember, we were like when the song came out, my family was taking care of a like a neighborhood kid that their parents were like away for a couple months, and um, he was obsessed with Kids Bop, and the Kids Bop version of the song is like it's either Kids Bop or some commercial is Get Candy, it's like a Halloween song. <laughs> And so every time I hear this fucking song, that's all I can hear is the stupid kids bot version. So I like, I hate that because I probably would love this song otherwise. Like I would probably be so into it. But every time I hear that opening riff, I start like physically cringing and being like, <laughs> no, not the candy song. Um, I'm officially it's, it's changing great. my pick to get candy. No, please, <laughs> no. Um, but otherwise, it's a very good pick. <laughs> yes. All right, we have Harry Styles and Daft Punk on the board already. Let's get to that next pick. That's mine. Um, I have mentioned her already in my blunder of a draft pick. I mean, as in the list game, but for my first pick, I just can't talk today. We are going with Adele rolling in the deep. Um, I love Adele. I remember when I first saw Adele, it was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'd, I'd friends over, you know, just sleep over back in the day, just play video games and do, you know, stay up as late as you can, then throw it on like VH1 and just fall asleep to music videos. And, um, God dang it, Chasing Pavements came on and I was just floored. And then I, I just, every time I heard Adele drop something else, I'm like, I'm in, like, I, I want to see what it is. And then 21, that whole album honestly i could have drafted like five different songs from that album i really really enjoy it but this one is just something about the build uh the rhythm her voice and it's so so fun and fiery um the lyrics are great i don't know it's just a really fun song and adele's voice just lends so much power uh to it and i i get you know I get excited every time I hear it. So I think that'd be my number one. Adele needed to be drafted in this draft. And I, I think that's, a, in my opinion, one of her best songs. So Anna, how do you feel about Rolling in the Deep? Well, so I adore Adele, as most Taylor Swift fans do. So um, <laughs> yes, that's a great pick. Um, and honestly, I'm like mad at myself for not like thinking more on Adele because I'm kind of mad you stole the song for me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a very good pick and I, I approve. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, is this one of your favorite Adele songs or would you have gone in a different route? No, I think this is probably number one. Um, she's just such a fucking powerhouse. And I feel like with some of her stuff, I think this is probably going to be the case for a lot of this. Uh, our picks is like they're going to have this trajectory of songs that became really big and overplayed a lot and then settled into being like a classic. And I think that was rolling in the deep. Like it was overplayed a ton when it first came out as was her most of that album that it was on. i think it was 21 that it was on mm -hmm. um and so i always liked it but i was like all right i can get tired of this one after a couple t 
times listening to it. And now it has kind of settled into that. Okay. This is like an all time song, you know, it, it is easily her best song. Um, like from a musical standpoint, from a lyrical standpoint, it's phenomenal. So it's a great pick. Yes. Dom, is this one of your favorite Adele songs? Uh, it's really funny. You, uh, you and I are basically just flip-flopping uh, on our first pick. I absolutely love and adore Adele. This song for me was got to the point of being overplayed. Um, it's a great song. I'm not saying that it's not, obviously. Um, and I think all of us are going to say this like 50 million times this episode. This is not the one that I would have picked, but it's it was like on the list for sure. And it's great. Um, I also have like vivid memories of like discovering Adele and like, <laughs> like crying in my bed, listening to some of her songs as a, as a, as a moody, like whatever junior in high school or whatever I was at the time. Um, and then also a couple years later, going to my cousin's wedding where at the reception, while we were waiting for them to get done taking their photos, they were just playing the entire 21 album. And at my table, we were like, do they know what this album is about? Like, this is not a happy album. <laughs> uh, so it's a great pick. Uh, it's 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 tough to argue with Rolling in the Deep. Yes, thank you, thank you. All right, we are moving along to Hannah for her first pick and the last pick of the first round. What's going to be that song? Honestly, my hands are sweaty right now. I don't know where to go. I was hoping that you guys would like steal some of mine so it would make my pick easier. Um, uh, so I feel like I'm going to confuse everyone with my first pick because I'm not doing Harry Styles or Taylor Swift. Ooh. But yeah, I'm just going to mix it up. I have range, everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Partition by Beyonce. Okay. Um, it's my favorite Beyonce song. I need to put her in my in my draft somehow so that was uh definitely like that was like it was like that one or anything from her lemonade album was ones i was gonna go for uh but since it's still available i'm gonna just get take that one off the board i just love I, I, you'll notice actually when i'm picking for it's probably gonna be a, a theme throughout my draft but when it comes to female artists artists i just love when like a woman and the songs like just kind of owns her sexuality which is kind of what Partition does for Beyonce. And it just has like great beat, great lyrics. Um, like I'll randomly get the, like the part, uh, like sneeze on the beat and the beat got stickers stuck on my head constantly. And um, yeah, I just, I love that album and it probably should have won a Grammy, but it was the same year as Taylor Swift. So what? <laughs> a song that should have won a Grammy didn't win a Grammy. You're right. <laughs> wild kyle you're oh go ahead dom i feel like the venn diagram of like uh swifties and bayhive are are very overlapping and i love it it's but, a circle yeah <laughs> it's a circle. exactly <laughs> and i love it so much kyle your thoughts on this song hey miss carter yeah this is <laughs> such a fucking good song um i also like this is i had this kind of weird experience when i so i got, only got into um taylor swift like maybe two or three years ago and the same was with beyonce so when i started really getting into both of their music i was like i'm just not gonna like i'm gonna talk to crystal about it i'm gonna talk to people i know about it but i'm not gonna be online like as this white man like hey have you all heard of this artist beyonce before she's fucking great like you know no one wants to hear that so yes it's a phenomenal song i only discovered it like very recently but you know it's it's fantastic yeah um I always forget about this song and I, I put it 
when once you mentioned it, I'm like, I can't believe I forgot about this song again. I added it to my playlist immediately. Um, I love Beyonce. I I grew up listening to Destiny's Child. I think we should have had more Beyonce songs drafted in previous drafts. That's on us. I apologize. Um, we're making up for it now. Um, the song's just so nasty. Like it, the beat, the lyrics. It has so much confidence and and energy to it. I, I just really love it. Um, Beyonce, she needs to drop more music, please. Like, right. <laughs> how long has it been? It's been I mean, a minute. Yeah, I think the last one was Blackest King, which is a very good album. But um, I just need more. Um, but uh, also, one other thing I would like to note: if you haven't watched the video of Zendaya uh, singing and dancing to the song, um, I go love do that. It. <laughs> my, actually, I forget. That's one of my favorite like videos ever. That is just yeah. so cool. Um, Dom, your thoughts on this anymore? Yeah, this is uh, fucking. I love Beyonce. This is great. Um, this is one of her songs. Weirdly, that's like simultaneously one of my favorite of her songs, and then also will be one that I like just kind of forget about for a while, um, which makes no sense. And I and I get angry at myself every time. Then I like you know semi rediscover it. I'm like, holy shit, this is one of my favorite songs. Uh, I love this version of Beyonce. Like I love anytime she ha- she brings this kind of energy to a song. I love anytime there's like more so of like the the rapping Beyonce than the than the straight up powerhouse singer that she is, which I, both versions are great. But this this badass just kick ass energy is is amazing and, and I love it. I I like her rapping almost as much as I like her singing. Like she's so good at it. I like it more. She can and do no wrong. Everything she does is perfect. <laughs> is very exactly. True. All right. Well I mean Beyonce off the board for the last pick of round one. I don't think we could have done that better. And uh, before we get to round two, let's take that first quick break. Welcome back from break. We are breaking down our favorite songs from the 2010s. Hannah just hit us with her first pick. Uh, now she's going to follow it up with her second pick. What you got for us? Oh, I forgot I had to go back to back. No, I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, all right. I can go if, you, if you'd rather give up. No. <laughs> I'm actually going to go again with not uh, Taylor Swift or Harry Styles song. Um, I am going to pick, because I would be devastated if any of you picked this. I would literally start sobbing. Um, Liability by Lord. <laughs> Kyle just <Yeah>. left. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, 27, let me just start this by saying 2017 was one of the greatest years for music ever. We have, like, some of the greatest albums to ever come out. We have uh, Melodrama by Lord. We have... Reputation by Taylor Swift, which I won't hear any slander against. And we have um, we have Damn by Kendrick Lamar, like uh, Harry Styles' first album. Like 2017, I like was trying not to pick like every song be 2017 because it's just like a great year for music. Um, and M- Melodrama, I had to pick something off of that. And I think Liability is probably one of the greatest ballads of all. Actually, it is the greatest ballad of all time. It's so good. The music is amazing. The lyrics are amazing. I'm going to start crying thinking about it, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's so good. There's like, um, like I do my best to meet her demands, play at romance. We slow dance in the living room. Uh, but all that a, a stranger could see is a girl swaying alone, stroking her cheek is just like absolutely devastating. It's so good. And I just had to pick it. So that's my second pick. Sure. I really like Lord, and of course, this is one song I have for somehow had not heard of hers. Um, so I, this is one reason why I love these drafts, is because 
you know, when there's songs that I haven't heard of, I, I hear new ones that I instantly add to my playlist. And I know this is going to be a good one. Sounds really great. Dom, are you a fan of this one? Um, I'm just, my eyebrows are still a little singed from that fiery hot take of this is the greatest ballad of all time. Uh, I, I will fight you on what this. What is I, the hot take? <laughs> What's the hot take other than truth? That just feels wild to me. Um, but... I, yeah, I, I'm not a huge Lord fan, so I'm going to get dragged somewhere um, really hard. I think she is super, super fine to me, um, but that is the beauty of music, is that one person can think um, an artist is perfectly adequate, and another can, can find, like, real meaningful, like, shit in there, and that's really cool. Uh, I think it makes sense for Lord to be picked in this draft, like, while I'm not the biggest fan of her, like she, her presence in the decade was undeniable. So, um, yeah, I will have to go listen to the song though too. This is one I, I have not heard, but I, I need to, I need to add the greatest ballad of all time to my, to my playlist. Go listen to just the whole melodrama at. I'm just gonna go love, lay in bed after yeah. this and, and cry. Yeah, exactly. Listen to this and, and 21 back to back. I love sad girl music and melodramas <laughs> like peak that with Phoebe Bridgers as well so this is a sad girl music podcast <laughs> uh, tell them i love how hannah like for weeks has been like kyle's gonna steal stuff from me kyle's gonna steal mm-hmm. from me and then she fucking like i um yeah it is the greatest ballad of all time it's <laughs> it's fantastic there's not a second wasted in this song and it's wild that this is like you could also pick another song by hers, and I would be saying all of the words I just said. Like that just is, is a testament to who Lord is. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about like specific lyrics now too, and I don't want to say too much about it because again, I, I would also like start. Yeah, it's just it's so good. It's a phenomenal, perfect song, and I'm really upset now. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to hear this song. Apparently, um, I did not know Randy Marsh sang the the best ballad of all time. <laughs> That's all that I can think of. When, as soon as Hannah said Lord, I was like, La, yeah, 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 Lord, Lord, Lord. I could, I could not bring it up. Um, but that is a great pick. I'm, I'm glad Lord's on the board. And uh, it would cause the first controversy on today's episode. <laughs> so proud of myself. There always has to be this one. Um, all right. Let's see. We're back to me for my second pick. And I'm going with this because... While I don't think it's in danger of getting picked, it could be because there is a Dom in this draft. Um, I don't know which song of yours of his you're going with. Um, I'm just, just don't pick the one that I want, Damon. Just don't hurt me. Obviously, not, not. this early. <laughs> I, would ne- I would never, um, unless this is the one. In case <laughs> I, <laughs> I would never, unless I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going backseat freestyle. Kendrick Lamar. Great fucking pick. Nice. Yeah. Um, this, I remember the summer, like, well, the year. I think uh, the album, Swing Pulls, at least dropped, like, in October of uh, 2012, I want to say. And then Matt, uh, the album, I think, dropped later that year or, like, early the next year. All I remember is the album was everywhere. Uh, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing a Kendrick song. Swing Pulls was so great. Um, I fell in love with Backseat Freestyle, though. Like, there was just something about that ding, ding, ding. Like, that, just the beat and the way Kendrick came in just untethered. Yeah. He, it was just, he was on a mission. He would just, he didn't care who got in his way. He was just running you over like a freight train in the song. 
so many great lyrics in in it. Um, like, you know, so I could fuck the world for 72 hours. <laughs> Might be one of my favorite lines of the song ever. It's just so good. He's so smooth in it. And then towards the end, I love when Kendrick gets in one of his like other voice modes. Like mm-hmm. he just, you know, he'll go and like, oh, look at it, you know, in that really low voice or like at the end of Backstreet. I mean, a uh, backseat, he just goes, he just is growling at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much energy. Seeing this song live, y'all, is. All right. All right. Fuck you. Is it is. <laughs> You don't need to dig the the knife deeper into my chest. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it was amazing. Okay, like I was going to Buku in a uh, 2013 in New Orleans, and I was ready to see like Kid Cudi. That I think that was like who I was most excited to see. Kendrick stole the show. Like Kendrick was by far the best performance there, and I still think about it. So, and exactly. because of this song, the whole crowd was just nuts. Um, Dom. How do you feel? I fuck. I mean, this is like this is just one of those undeniable all-time songs. Like as soon as you hear the intro to that song, like it's just it's just immediate. Um, this song was a banger as soon as it came out. It stayed like that. Like it's Kendrick to me when I was doing prep for this draft. I think is like uh, is like Taylor Swift uh, is to Hannah, where I was like I can't write down all of his songs. I can't. That's not. This Excel spreadsheet can't just be all Kendrick songs. Uh, so when I was finally able to narrow it down to like, you know, 10 or 6, maybe, uh, this was this was number two on my list. Uh, and not because I think it's the second best song. Um, I think there's a very, very good case for this being his best song. Um, and one of the things that's always stuck out to me, Kristen, um, my my lovely girlfriend has seen many people live uh, way more than me. And one thing that always sticks out when she talks about seeing Kendrick uh, at GovBall is like, she's like, his energy that he had is insane. She's like, I don't know how he, how anybody in the world can have that much energy and be that electric. <laughs> uh, so I'm very jealous that, that you got to see him perform this live. I'm jealous of old me. Like, I want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling a Matthew McConaughey. I am my own (laughs) idol. (laughs) Me 10 years from now is my idol. (laughs) I I just want to go back to being 21-year-old Damon and go back to all these festivals. I'd be happy. Um, Kyle, is this one of your favorite Lamar songs, or would you have gone with a different one? It's actually only one of, like, a handful that I know. Um, I fucking love Kendrick. He's not – I've just never – there's never been a specific reason that I haven't just sat down and like listened to all this stuff because what i've heard I've, I've really loved especially backseat freestyle um and i remember dom drafted him for his music festival like i know there's he's just such an iconic he seems like he would make an incredible live show so yeah i, I have no reason to not dive into his music but the i have heard backseat freestyle and it's it, yeah it goes hard it's great hannah is this one of your favorite kendrick songs uh, so the funny thing is I have multiple um, I have multiple Kendrick Lamar songs on my list for possible drafting. And I didn't even think to look past Damn. Like, because I love that album so much that <laughs> so I was good. like, it's got to be something off of Damn. But then I'm like, oh my gosh. When you, Once you said it, I was like, damn it, that would have been a great pick. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of mad at myself. Um, but yeah, I'm very jealous that you got to see him in concert. I did have tickets a couple years ago, but the day of I had a migraine. Oh, so shit. that along with Taylor Swift and that tomorrow being Lord is the, the, uh, of those are artists that I had tickets to see, but weren't unable to see it. So 
Um, I'm very, yeah, very bummed, but one one day. (laughs) Talk about needing more albums too. Like I I need more Kendrick. I know. I, I cannot describe to you my hype level. I'm so excited. Oh man. Don't expect to hear from me for like a week after that comes out. I'm just going to be locked in a room listening to it. Dan was on heavy rotation, like for like months. Um, all right. Kendrick Lamar off the board. Will we see another? We shall see. We're back to Dom for your second pick. Kendrick? I promise you we will see Kendrick again. We will not see Kendrick here. Um, Not that he is not deserving. Um, But like I said with my first pick, when I was going through my list, there are two songs to me um, that feel super one of one. So I don't even know if this is in danger of getting picked. I'm assuming it would be at some point. Um, But if I lost this, uh, I, I don't have a backup for this one. Um, so I started earlier in the decade with Get Lucky in 2013. I'm going to go to the year 2019 with this one and take Truth Hurts by Lizzo. This song and me have a very complicated relationship. Um, when this like was first getting big, I was in the end stages of a pretty messy relationship and breakup. Um, and my the my ex was like all about this song. And so this was just like automatic turn off for me. Anytime I heard it then for like the next year, right. I was like, no, fuck that song. And, and I don't want anything to do with Lizzo because it just, it's too much. And then once I finally got enough distance from that, it was nice. Like it was so much fun to, (laughs) to get to belatedly discover why obviously that was as big as it was. Um, and maybe that's like helped it also from from not being overplayed for me. I don't know if it's become overplayed for other people, but um, at no point has it for me um, to the point that I think I listened to it like five times in a row on my way home from work the other day. <laughs> it's just fucking incredible. Uh, and and she's incredible. And I would have been super bummed if I did not get Truth Hurts. Kyle, Truth Hurts. Did that pick hurt when he picked it? Yeah, it didn't. I think Domin's mentioned this before on other podcasts. My favorite picks are the ones where, like, they're on my big list, but they're not necessarily in my top, you know, top four, top six or whatever. And that's this. So I love it because I was really sad. I probably wouldn't be able to make room for it. But now because someone picked it, I get to talk about it. Um, And yeah, Lizzo is just a fucking icon. Um, Dom, I, I... know that experience like really well i hate when that happens when like a really good artist is ruined for you sometimes so i'm really glad you were able to like come around on her um because yeah this song is just it's it's too good to not immediately fall in love with um and all of her stuff really like lizzo is just the best so yeah this is a great pick anna was this on your board okay so Literally, I'm now like reevaluating all of my life right now. For, for some <laughs> reason, I thought "Cause I Love You" came out in 2020. Oh. So I was like, "It's not Lizzo's not even on the board." But like, <laughs> now I'm like reevaluating everything. Like, do I have to kick off like a Taylor Swift song? Like I'm like I'm at a loss. But "Truth Hurts" is a great song. It did get a little overplayed for me, but I still love it. Um, the only reason, though, is I live in Minnesota, and do you know how many times I've heard "New Man" on the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> over and over again at like drunk bitches, like on a pedal pub? Um, <laughs> so uh, that's it gets overplayed a lot, especially here. But I mean, Lizzo can't get old whatsoever. So, yeah, it 
it kind of became an instant classic as soon as it dropped. Like I can just hear this being a karaoke song for year, years and years. Um, I just I love any artist with just that kind of confidence and just puts it in their songs. It's so fun. It, mm-hmm. It's it's unbridled pop music and it's there's nothing wrong with that. I love Lizzo. Her new song just recently came out. That's that's really fun. And I, I can't wait for more, you know, when she drops an album. Are you talking uh, about rumors or is it? Oh no, she dropped multiple. Uh, what was it about downtime? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. That, that music video is is wild. I, I love it. Also, um, I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm hundred percent that bitch is like just, all timeline. Yeah. All timer. An all timeline. And then it and then it gets lost that another like should be all timeline but isn't because it's in the same song of that is that's the sound of me not calling you back. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, and then there's like uh, could have had a bad bit. Yeah. Non-committal. <laughs> like, you, like have to scream. Would have helped otherwise. you with your career just a little. <laughs> it's it's a it really is so good. There's so many good lines in it. Like I said, it it's kind of a classic already, and it's just gonna keep going. Uh, Anna likes to sing that song. And H, our other producer, like she's seen that seen that song a lot. Um, so shout shout out to her. Uh, Lizzo, Truth Hurts off the board. Let's roll on to Kyle for your second pick. What you got for us? Yeah, this is fun because now this has already been probably our most unpredictable episode of Stewards of Sound. Like all of us have gone in very different directions than I expected. Um, and there's not a whole t- so fine line I really wanted, and I was gonna be sad if I didn't get it. Obviously, I wanted liability um but (laughs) the others i'm just like kind of just gonna go with the ones that i really love that i don't even care if they're like in demand songs now because this is such a big decade and had so many like different i don't know explosions and genres that i had never heard before this decade so um i'm gonna go with one this is also fun timing i don't know if i live in a bubble but i feel like this band overnight has just become like the biggest thing um, and it's funny cause I heard this song probably about four or five months ago, fucking loved it, but just didn't, it's kind of like Kendrick. I just didn't dive more into their music for some reason. And now I'm kind of joining the, like the bandwagon almost, and just kind of listening to all their stuff. They have an album that just came out this year, uh, that includes a cover of it's going to be me. That's been running in my head rent free all day. Um, so I'm going to go with the band Lawrence and the song is, do you want to do nothing with me? Um, it's really difficult to peg down what Lawrence is like genre wise. They're like a little bit of soul, a little bit of pop, a little bit of gospel, some funk. Um, it's a brother and sister duo, Clyde and Gracie Lawrence. Uh, and they're joined by a big like horn section and they usually have some other pieces come in. Do you want to do nothing with me is just such a fucking like infectious fun song. Um, the whole premise of the song is just like it's kind of a love song, but the chorus is him just asking this girl to just chill with him and like, do you want to? We can turn on HBO and just like chill. Like it's just it's it's an amazing infectious fun song. And like I said, Lawrence is just they are like huge right now. Um, I was planning on seeing them live uh, next month. It's just not going to work out timing wise, but. That'll probably happen soon because, like I said, they're just blowing up, so they're probably going to have more venues soon enough. Um, but, yeah, I just can't help but, like, love this song. It's very infectious, very catchy. Um, it's got this incredible horn section that kicks off the song, and I think more songs just need horn sections in general. Um, same for the end of my first pick, Fine Line has an incredible horn section. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's just Lawrence is, is just on fire right now, and this song is from, like, 2014, I think, 2013. So again, it, like they've been killing it for a while, but I feel like 
this song was like my intro and now I just can't stop listening. So that's my, my second pick. So I, I love that you went with Lawrence and Lawrence, like Lawrence was on the mind recently because I, I shared a video just the other day of, of this band who I, I did not know that their name was Lawrence <laughs> until Kyle screamed it at me. And uh, it was them playing a live version of uh, the Hey Arnold theme song. And it was just amazing. And I instantly became a fan. Uh, I haven't dove deep in their stuff. I only listened to a couple. This was not on there. This is going to be what I listened to immediately after the pod. They're so fun. I love their sound. It's very unique, a, a good fusion of a lot of stuff. Her voice is fun. And yeah, anything with horns. I love horns. Hor- more horns in music, always. Um, I'm, I'm so happy you, you drafted that. Dom, have you have you heard of Lawrence yet? Uh, it's really funny. No, so kind of not. Um, he was describing this, and first of all, great name of a song. I love it. Um, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Lawrence?" And so I looked him up while he was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I literally like just saw a like a TikTok video of, like talking about them like blowing up. Like I've seen them like five times in the last like in the last week um, doing is random it the song, shit. Is it the song "Don't Lose Sight"? Because that is going that wild on TikTok really right good. now. I think it's either that or I think I saw that once and I think I saw them doing a cover of something that I don't remember what now. Um, So this is something that uh, has like started to sort of uh, enter my consciousness, um, but I have not I have not explored. So getting the Kyle endorsement is exciting. I'm excited to after this go and uh, go down a rabbit hole and 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 discover discover what they're all about. Dig it. Hannah, were you aware of Lawrence? So I was not. Um, well, I have learned, uh, heard of the Don't Lose Sight song because of TikTok, but I didn't know who it was by. Um, and I can't wait to listen to it, even though it's something that Kyle likes. I don't like to give him credit for anything, but I'm excited to listen to it. And then maybe he'll get credit for showing me a band that I like. <laughs> well, this will this will also pique your interest, Hannah. This is specifically for you. So their da- their parents are screenwriters, randomly, and their dad wrote both. He's re- Worked a lot with a lot of Sandra Bullock, but he wrote Miss Congeniality and Miss Congeniality too. So whoa, there's whoa. your endorsement right there. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I, I'm obligated to stand in that case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some underrated movies right there. Um, all right, Lawrence off the board. That is the first two rounds. Ryan, our awesome producer of the day, do you have any general thoughts on how every everyone's faring? Any songs that you're surprised hasn't gone off the board? Um. Or just any surprising picks? Um, yeah, it has been very interesting so far. Um, as far as songs that haven't gone off the board, I mean, I guess I'm just generally shocked that Hannah didn't pick a Taylor Swift song yet. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to steal from me so I have an easier pick. Like, I have, eight, <laughs> I limited myself to eight songs, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you wouldn't be able to decide. That that actually tracks. So, um, no, uh, other than that, um, yeah, I just, I, I know another reason now that Anna is not on this episode because I made her FOMO and I want to, like, pick songs and join in. But it is what it is. <laughs> you you, you t- put together a board at the end of the episode. That'll be better than all of our boards. It, it happens all the time because there's too many songs. Um, all right, songs. too many songs. All right, round three, y'all. Let's do this. Kyle, what you got? All right. Um, 
I'm going to go with one that uh, I don't like broadcasting my picks, but I kind of had to to see if it counted um, in our group chat. Um, so I had so for some background, because I know when I pick this, there's going to be people who, without listening to the episode, are going to see the song and be like, hey, those are two songs from the 2000s. You can't pick that. Um, so I'm going to go with a uh, the, there was a, basically a live um, there was a, a taped concert on BET. Uh, from Alicia Keys called Here in Times Square uh, in like November of 2016. Live concert in Times Square. She did a lot of um, her album here and then some some classics. Uh, and towards the end of the concert, she started her song, If I Ain't Got You. Fucking classic with song. Starts the song, brings on, first brings on Questlove to play the drums. Um, and then brings up, I'm sorry, Hannah, trigger warning, uh, brings up John Mayer. Um, okay. They start playing If I Ain't Got You, you know, harmonizing, sounding incredible. Then they jump into the guitar riff opening from Gravity by John Mayer. Um, and then they're kind of just trading back and forth and doing both of those songs. Um, again, two songs from the 2000s, but this was a collaboration that happened in this decade. I had to grab it. So I, this is not like available on any listening platform. You can't find it on Spotify or anything. It's never been released as a, as a track from either of them. Um, I, years ago at this point, happened to just be on one of those like 3 a.m. YouTube rabbit holes um, and just found a really, really good quality version, uh, like taping of this uh, performance. And I was like, how have more people not talked about this? Like it is like, I'm going to sound kind of like a douchebag when I say this because it sounds very dude bro to say, but I think like there is nothing more legitimately nothing more like special or honestly close to like a spiritual experience than two people who know how to play music, like being together on stage. Um, especially people who are like the, like the people in their craft, right? Like Alicia Keys is pretty much one of the greatest piano players alive. And John Mayer is probably one of the greatest guitar players alive. Like, and so seeing the two of them, it's just it's so infectious i had the stupidest grin on my face the whole time i was watching it's like nine minutes long and just watching it and quest love on the drums like it's just it's so good because you know these three people know each other so well and there's something really special about um like musicians and like the unspoken language of music and like being able to collaborate with someone you don't even have to tell them what's happening and y'all can just kind of collab and vibe and something special happens. So there's this moment when she's first bringing John on stage and he's coming up and people are cheering and she's just like, take your time. We just let your vibe in. Like, that's just the whole, that's the vibe of the video. Like, it's just this, it looks like three friends. Like it looks like something, something we should not be allowed to see. Like it's these three friends who are just like in their garage band, like making something incredible that we're not supposed to be in on. Um, but it's just fucking incredible. The way they harmonize is, is unreal. Um, two songs that I intentionally didn't draft in the 2000s decade because I wanted to save it for for this one, but two that definitely deserved it last decade because they're two phenomenal songs on their own. And then when you put them together, they just, yeah, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like it's just it's an incredible performance. Um, we put playlists together for each of these episodes. It won't be on there because, like I said, you can't find it anywhere, but I'll, I'll link the, uh, the YouTube video that's really high quality. Um, it's just this phenomenal collaboration of like two genius artists. The mashup is finally revealed. I'm I'm very excited <laughs> to find out what this was. Uh, you've been mentioning it for a while. That sounds amazing because I mean I know how talented Mayor is. Alicia Keys is 
one of my favorite vocalists. She's just so talented. Questlove, just on top of that, like, I definitely need to see this video. Dom, have you heard of this before? I have not. I was going to say, though, like, you know it's a really special situation when you go, oh, and Questlove on the drums. Like, <laughs> that's when you know it's like, oh, shit, we've got something fucking insane here. Um, no, I have not, and I'm... I, that will that will be the first thing I do after we uh, we get off this this uh, podcast. Um, I'm very excited. I, I also like I call me a douchey dude, bro. But I agree with all of those sentiments of like there's just something really fucking magical and like and just hard to quantify and put into words when you when you have that live music situation with these two people or three since Questlove is also there. Let's not forget who are just like fucking incredible what they do and 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 the vibe that she set and like there's just something really special about seeing that and like and i'm such a fucking sucker for it that i'm sure that when i watch it i will like i'll have goosebumps and i'm sure that i will tear up at some point um because that just happens to me um (laughs) so so i'm excited to cry i'm gonna i'm gonna go listen to 21 i'm gonna listen to the greatest uh ballad of all time and then i'm gonna just cry some more watching this so it's just gonna be i'm you guys should let kristen know what she's in for the rest of the day once I get off this pod. <laughs> um, th- this is almost a cheat, but it's not because we, we we definitely okayed this and agreed with it and everything. Just because live music is almost just on a different level in a lot of cases, at, at least to me, because it's it's the collab, it's the the growth, it's the unpredictability of at any point the song can take on a different meaning. It could go in a different direction. Um, one of my favorite things about live performances, like when you hear a song and they do something different with it, they they change it up, they add a remix, they go acoustic. Or this, it's a mashup between two, three amazing artists. Um, it's just, I, I love music for th- those reasons uh, and, and many more. I cannot wait to hear this song. Uh, Hannah, have you heard this before? I have not, but I'm very excited to go listen to it, even if it is John Mayer. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm very excited because it does sound amazing. Um, I agree with all the sentiments about live music. Like there's actually been, I'm sure you guys have experienced this where you go to a concert and you're like, yeah, the song is fine, like going in, but then you see it live and you're like, holy shit, this absolutely changed it. This is my favorite song on the album. Like just because of like the different vibes that you put in the energy of the people around you, just like the energy of the musicians and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to listen to it. All right. Good way to start off the third round. Let's move on to Dom's third pick. What you got? Uh, yeah, so um, so far I've been um, a pretty basic bitch, and I think this will be this will be my last basic bitch uh, pick. And I make no apologies for it because these are all great songs. Um, but this will be the last one before I start diving into just uh, ones that I'm probably not worried about being picked, um, but they're my favorites. So um, a little intro to the song. I grew up playing hockey. Um, I did not grow up figure skating, but if I had, I would have danced to one song and one song only. And you might not know about it, but it it's provocative and it gets the people going. And that's all I really have to say about the song because it it does. Uh, and that would be the 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 uh, the first single off of uh, Kanye and Jay Z's "Watch the Throne" album. Uh, I remember being at a party. Uh, this was my freshman year of college, and this song was played five straight times and it was like the douchiest thing and also (laughs) like it perfectly encapsulated like that year and like that moment just how big that song was and how 
uh, hyped we all were for it. Um, that's an album that I still love going back to and listening to. It's a great summer album. Um, yeah, so 2011. Going back and taking taking Jay-Z and Kanye off the board. Or at least one of their songs. <laughs> at, at, when it dropped, I mean, it was, it was everywhere. I mean, Kanye and, and Jay-Z together was just very polarizing and everyone's just waiting to see what happened very mixed album i would say you know but uh this this was the best i in my opinion probably one of the best and it was maybe one of the more hype songs in the last 10 15 years is just the energy on it's almost unparalleled like it's it's i don't know it's very fun and exciting and it's just one of those early 2010s like club just club bangers that I heard constantly whenever I went out. It was always played. And I mean, that that's a good sign that it's, it's, it's a really good popular song. So I, I just, I, I forgot about it there for, I did not have it on my board. I completely forgot. Uh, Hannah, are you a fan? Wait, did we even say the name? All you said was the first single. I don't know which one that was. We can't do that. I can't say the name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I say the name now. Um, oh, it's the two okay. of them in Paris. Yes. Okay. Yes. There, yes. Yes. I got is. it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I did not mean to put you guys on the phone. No. Yes. Okay. I didn't even think about that uh, song either. Obviously, because none of us on this uh, call, besides Ryan, can say it. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is a very good song. But um, the 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 thing that you brought up about it being played five times at like a house party that just sounds like yeah peak my uh, college experience so like yeah honestly i feel like i was transported back to a random like frat party <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i remember a video like around that time too like when they went on tour for this album i think it might have even been in paris um where they played this song like four times in a row <laughs> like legit. at the concert <laughs> yeah at the concert and after the second time you're like oh that was cool like it's actually cool to see like you know the big song that we want to hear we get to hear it twice and then they go into it the third time you're like oh okay and then the fourth time you're like holy shit we're really we're doing this this is what we're doing <laughs> wow um kyle were you expecting that to be the first kanye song off the board and would it have been the one you went with uh Given the choice, I wouldn't have drafted a Kanye song at all. Uh, but if, you know, if we're going with one, it might as well be this one because it is, it's a very, very good collaboration with Jay-Z. Um, I feel the same about the album. I think it's a very uneven album. But yeah, this one, if you're going to pick something, yeah, this is, I guess this is the one to go with. And um, yeah, I, I love it when you were starting out with like figure skating. I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> Not at all what I expected. This but entire week I've been agonizing how to pick this song. Because I'm like, obviously I'm not saying Scripting the title your of song. intro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, how can I intro this song that will like make it semi-clear what I'm picking? Right. I was confused. So. <laughs> <Sorry. Totally fair. laughs> also, I famously am not a huge Kanye fan. So like, obviously this wouldn't have been a pick of mine, even though that is a very good song. Yeah, neither uh, am I. I'm, I'm more like I'm a pretty big Jay Z fan, um, so that's like the root of my love for this song and, and a lot of the songs of that album. But uh, yeah, yeah, I no, I do this. Great. I do this thing where I always like we should have drafted more of these these songs in the last draft, and I like we should have had another Kanye song in the 
in last decade draft. I I think the 2000s Kanye is, is just musically exceptional, but uh, Kanye is Kanye. Um, yes. All right, Kanye and Jay Z off the board, and we're rolling back to me. Let's see. I have Adele. I have Kendrick Lamar. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with someone who we talked about actually on the last draft. Um, it was on their their debut hit album, um, and she really kind of came, you know, out of nowhere and hit it strong. And then her uh, second album, Ceremonials, dropped in 2011, and it just just you know raised up another level her vocals are so strong and invulnerable she is a one of my favorite musicians ever um she's got a lot of you know darkness about her that she sings through like that's just her thing she copes and her music's beautiful she is a living fairy on earth she has two of my favorite five live performances of all, all time and this song's a big part of it shake it out florence and the machine um i love her i love all of her music um i've really started revisiting her in the last couple months and i just i don't know why i got you know kind of didn't listen to her very often but i she's not getting off my rotation ever again she's dropping new music she's got two new songs out right now uh free is phenomenal but this one shake it out is just about getting just letting go and, and letting everything just off your chest off your shoulders and just moving on and it's just such a fun not fun i don't know i shouldn't say fun but it's such a fulfilling song and very inspiring um so that's my pick hannah are, are you a fan of florence in the song i am yes and i honestly i'm like mad at myself for not even thinking about like adding Florence Machine to my uh, draft list because there's just so many good ones. But I'm really glad that you picked it so that we could acknowledge because, yeah, she's great, and that's a great song. And I don't know if I've seen any live performances of hers, so now I'm, I'm curious and I need to go to check that out. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Dom, do you like this song? Have you heard it? Uh, so I'm not a huge Florence fan. Uh, this is sort of a similar how I feel about Lord though, where it's like this, I'm glad that she got picked because her presence in this decade is undeniable. Like that's however you feel about her. Um, I think something just happened to me where, uh, I don't remember the name of the, her song that was huge, huge when I was in college, but it was just like, it, it for me, it got, it was just too, it, it hit a, it hit a certain bone in my body where it was like, I can't now, this is too much. Um, so I've not heard this song, um, but not having her in a 2010s draft would feel wrong, even even though I'm not the biggest fan. Fair, fair. Kyle, I saw you excited. Uh, our girl was, Florence on the board. Yes, so excited. Um, so excited when you drafted her for your music festival draft, and then same with this. She's just, she's a really special artist. I think that, I mean, this is not a unique thing for an artist to, like, process trauma through music or in, in writing but i think florence has almost like made a brand out of it like in a good way I, i'm not knocking that at all i think she's made a brand out of that and made it more accessible to people i think that like i said that's not a new thing like people have been doing that for years but i think her doing it in such a mainstream way kind of opened the door for a new maybe resurgence of that happening um and we all know i love my sad bitch music so like i'm grateful for that you know like because of florence i think we have 
we have Phoebe and we have other big artists like that, you know, like she kind of paves the way for a lot of um, artists like that. So I think that, yeah, she's like Don was saying, she could, her not being in the 2010s draft would feel really disingenuous because she does really define uh, the decade in a unique way. So it's a great pick. Thank you. All right. Pick number three for Hannah. Will this be the Taylor Swift pick? Uh, okay, like, I guess. <laughs> I, like, don't even know where to go because I was really hoping someone would take some. So it would make my pick easier. Is. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to need a monologue after I pick a Taylor Swift song, so I'm just going to have to just go for one. Um, I am going to go with uh, Dress off the Reputation album by Taylor Swift, and Kyle's laughing because I'm sure he's like, yeah, basic pick. But <laughs> what, what, she, what, what, um he would expect from me but um as like a huge Gaylor stan I had to pick dress because um for and those who don't know Gaylor is gay Taylor people who think that Taylor Swift has some sapphic lyrics um dress is like the peak Gaylor song um and it's just incredible it also was kind of like first of her kind of just like embracing her sexuality and stuff like that because uh, before that I mean she was like she was more targeted towards like teenagers and young uh, young kids and stuff like that. So Reputation was kind of like the first song where we like, oh, wow, like she's really doing this type of thing. Um, so I love the song. There's just so many lyrics that are insanely good, like um, relatable, like um, like our secret moments in a crowded room or um, I don't want you like a best friend is just like peak, peak amazing Taylor Swift. And I could go on and on and on, but Yes, that is my pick. All right, dress Taylor Swift. I don't believe I heard this song. Um, there's there's so many Taylor Swift songs. I'm trying to catch up, um, but I'm sure it's good because it is Taylor Swift, and it's she might not make songs that I I personally like, but she doesn't make bad songs. She really doesn't. Like she's just kind of gotten really really good at this. And um, even when I don't enjoy it, I'm still like, yeah, that's that's still a good song. So, mm-hmm. Dom, are you a fan of this one? Yeah, I mean, I it, name a Taylor Swift song, and the answer to that question is yes. So, <laughs> um, I've loved her for a long, long time. Um, I was sad that I was sad that I missed out on the 2000s draft because there are so many like just really young Taylor songs that just defined my existence as. <laughs> as like a middle schooler slash high schooler that I would have loved uh, to have ranted about. Um, but yeah, I mean, Taylor is an icon and we could have genuinely done an all Taylor Swift 2010s draft and it would have been, <laughs> it would have been loaded. So it's a great pick. We thought about it. <laughs> it's still a possibility. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Kyle, was this on your board? Uh it was on the board just to troll Hannah, but I was never going to like actually want to pick it. Not because I, I I fucking love this song. I So Reputation is most of her albums. I can probably like compile a solid top three that has not changed a whole lot. And Reputation is one because they're all just really great songs. I I flip flop a lot, but this dress King of My Heart and Delicate kind of are in a like, constantly interchangeable top three. So dress could be one, two or three on any given day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gay and it's Taylor Swift. What else do you want? Like, it's, it's all you need. Uh, it's great. It's a fantastic song from a very, very, very good album. Yeah, That's very high on the list, on, on most people's lists these days. Gay and Taylor Swift. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, all right, that finishes round three. And before we get to the next round, round to a quick break. You hear that? That's nature. Don't you ever fucking forget it. Welcome back from break. We are talking about our favorite music from the 2010s. We just got the gayest song in existence from Hannah. We are on to round four. What you got for us? Wait, is this me again? Oh, yes. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more songs? Famously on the turn with the last one. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I will still be confused each time. Um, all right. Well, crap. I should use this a time to think about what I wanted next. Um, My offer right. still stands. I can go here for you if, if you want. I can take. <laughs> no. No, just vibes. You got it. All right, well, I'm going to pick oh. a Harry Styles song now just so I can feel better at night. Um, and I've been going back and forth between three. So, like, this is very painful. Um, I'm going to go with Golden, um, the opening song to Fine Line, because it's, like, one of the greatest openings. It, it's, like, one of the greatest opening songs to an album of all time. Um, I brag but i did get to see harry in concert in 2021 um and it was incredible and he opened with golden as well and like the entire there's just something about the entire like stadium like singing every single word to this every single song and like when they like uh when like golden came on it was just like pure like ecstasy um so that also is a little bit into why it's one of my favorites um yeah just a great song all around all right another harry Styles song off the board i don't believe i've heard this one um i'm sure it's good i'm sure it's fun <laughs> dom are you a fan of this one yes uh same uh same basic principle of taylor swift songs name a harry song and the answer is yes um i'm i'm really excited because this is uh, my top harry song has still not been taken so i i'm just same. nervous how long i can play this game of chicken with myself um before i have to take it but this is a great fucking song i mean there's uh, i could I'm, i would say that about any harry song but this is uh this is towards the top of that list even for for him so i'm curious to day. find out what your favorite is now <laughs> i think i, I know i'm gonna write it down because i'm pr- i'm pretty sure i know <laughs> kyle was this also on your board yeah it was like Hannah. i had a bunch of harry just kind of rotating around um I know one vote she just won. She already won it earlier, but she definitely won the vote with Golden. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I think that, like, it's hard to explain without saying really in simple terms why his music is so, like, widely accessible. But it's just, like, Golden kicking off the album, which the album, like Dom was saying, you pick a Harry song. Specifically, specifically you pick a song from Fine Line, and it's a winner. But, like, kicking it off with Golden is just the perfect move because I don't know, it just sets the energy and the tone so high. And then you're thinking like, it can't go up from this. And then he just goes up with each song. Um, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Great music video. Um, yeah. Fantastic song. Did we get the yes. train? Is that the train? We did it. Choo choo. Choo choo, y'all. Cross that choo, off on your bingo board. <laughs> the podcast is crossed. Take a shot, everyone drinking, playing at home. We really should make a bingo drinking game for the for the episode. It's gonna happen. <laughs> um, very good pick. All right, we are moving on to my fourth round pick. 
and we are in the territory of personal faves like Dom has has claimed. Um, this is one from one of my favorite bands. I talked about them in the 2020s, the pandemic draft. Um, I drafted a song of theirs. Um, their three albums are just so different from each other, but also fantastic. And this song is from their first one. This is what made me fall in love with them. Um, I like to call this first album, it's called Zaba. It's it's kind of like a like a super humid jungle, just like vibey ambiance of an album. It's really weird, okay? And this song is the epitome of the album. I'm going Glass Animals, Gooey. Um, if you've never heard the song, just just go listen to it, and you'll. I would think you're gonna be like, yeah, I can I can see that because it just. Like I always like to say, this album is very liquidy. It just it's very ethereal. It it's it moves a lot. It's it's just so strange. The music video that goes along with this, it's just a bunch of random people in this house. Some of them are wrestling. Some are taking baths. But they're all like, um, exchanging the singular saliva between each other throughout the entire song it yes i know it so it's pre-covid odd. i'm guessing it's a great covid song oh this, <laughs> this this came out in uh 2014 um this was their first album uh they just dropped they dropped their third album dreamland in 2020 um and yeah they're, they're actually really gaining a lot of traction lately um but this song is really what got me on their uh their them on my radar it's just so eclectic it's so vibey Okay, like there's a line in about peanut butter vibes. It's just such a unique line, and it you know encapsulates the song, and uh, I love it. Um, I'm sure none of y'all have heard it. So, Hannah, have you heard the song? I have not heard of the song, so I'm very excited to listen to it afterwards. Um, yeah, like so, I really got nothing to say, but I'm sure it's a great song. Yes, uh, Dom, have you heard of Glass Animals at all? I've not. No, this is. I'm. I'm really excited because this is. Uh... I'm always excited after these drafts to 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 listen to the uh, the playlist and like get to discover, especially for this draft though, because like when I was doing the prep for this, the whole time I was like, there are so many incredible songs. Like that, it's overwhelming how many songs I love from the last uh, decade. And so to have one come up that's drafted that I've like has been not on my radar at all is really fun and exciting to like to to look forward to getting to uh to dive into after this. Yes, Kyle, did you ever stumble upon this one? I did, yeah. After you drafted um, Heat Waves in in the 2020 slash 21 draft, I I don't I haven't done like a full deep dive into Glass Animals, but one of the ones I came across was Gooey, and it is it is the vibe is the right word. I think that's probably the right word for the entire band, but like it's just yeah, it's unique. They have such a unique sound to them, and it wasn't even like I love Heat Waves, but it wasn't a song or a, a band I didn't I expected to like fully just like love right away. But Gooey was a really great selling point. Like if if that was the first song I had heard, like you, I, I probably would be a huge fan by now. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just incredible vibes. I haven't seen the music video. I don't know if you've sold me or not sold me on it, but <laughs> I want to watch, watch it regardless. Just watch it okay? just to be like, what is happening? Okay, I'm still confused. Yeah. Uh, they're also really fun laugh. So yeah, um, I hear their set at Coachella it was fantastic. Like yesterday or today or whenever they're on. Oh man, I need to see them. Um, all right, Glass Animals, Gooey off the board. Dom, we're back to you for your fourth pick. 
What you got for us? Are you sure? We we can keep talking about your pick if you want. Like I that that'd be fine with me. I'm so torn right now. Um, Are you going Kendrick here? No, I'm gonna go. I'm uh, I'm gonna no. See, he's he, I'm torn between Kendrick and 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 Frank, and I'm gonna go Frank. Um, I think the song that you would think would be picked off of his uh, debut album is not the one that I will go with, even though it's like that's an all-time classic. I am going to go with my favorite song from his debut album, and that is Forrest Gump. Um, I think this is uh, like one of the most underrated, like absolute bops of all time. Like I challenge you to listen to this song and not have a great fucking time and just be like vibing the entire time. Um, it's just, it's just so fucking fun and it's so infectious how fun it is. And it's, and it does the thing that Frank does best where it's like, this song has so much fun energy. And also like, he's talking about some shit that like, when I listened to it was like really deep for me. And like, it was when I was, when I discovered the song, it was like when I was sort of going through my personal like journey of figuring out what the fuck I am, like what my sexuality was and, and, and listening to a song like this and feeling okay with like relating to these feelings that he's talking about. Um, Talking about like how he said, (laughs) you run my mind boy running on my mind Forrest guy. It's just like, I fucking love this song. This is one that I never, I never get tired of. If I ever make a playlist for you, it will be on it. If I ever make a playlist for me, it will be on it. I don't think I've ever made a playlist that this is not on. <laughs> uh, so I had to, I had to stay true to myself here and and go with a little, little deeper of a cut from from Frank, who's one of my favorite artists ever. Great. Kyle, are you a fan of Hot Dog Waters, Forrest Gump? Hot <laughs> Dog Waters. Uh, Channel Orange, first of all, is one of the greatest albums of all time. This is not in question. Like this is, I don't want to hear any arguments. Otherwise, it's it's a flawless album. Um, and so, if you picked any of the tracks from it, I'd be on board. I think Frank is a genius. Um, there's already a couple others that I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to go with those later. Like I'm I'm excited to see if we get any more Frank Ocean. But yeah, Forest Gump is so good, dude. Like it's just not. It's it's difficult to you just beautifully put into words why it's so great but it's difficult to even articulate now like why it's it's doesn't get old because i've listened to this album and forrest gump itself uh, dozens and dozens of times and it just does not get old I mean, every time i'll just i'll even just turn it on repeat and listen to it over and over again um but yeah it's a, it's a great great pick anna are you a fan of forrest gump i am honestly i think it's my favorite frank ocean song actually so um great pick um i just remember like yeah listening to that for the first time and like at the exact lyric that i was actually going to reference was the one you did like the running on my mind boy um it's just like incredible like i get literal chills when i think about it it's such such a fantastic pick Frank Ocean is one of my very very biggest blind spots in music and i i know I sorely, sorely need to change that. I just have never gotten around to, to making the the dive, and I don't know why, because I've only heard amazing things, and y'all just supported all of that. So I just want to tell you, it's, it's never too late to, to make yeah. the dive, because I was I, it's insanely late to the party. Dom uh, is going to make you a playlist. It's fine. So don't <laughs> uh, yeah, Please. and really the playlist is just going to be the first two, al- it's his two albums. It's just, <laughs> that's the playlist. <laughs> Sounds great. I mean, that's the awesome part about music. Like, it's always there for the for the most part, you know, saving some weird, you know, accident. It's always there. You can always come back to it if you hear a song and you don't like it 10 years later, 
might end up being your favorite song of all time. It's just music is so strange and and inexplicable sometimes, and I love it. So Frank Ocean, Forrest Gump, off the board. We are to Kyle for the last pick of the fourth round. What you got? All right. Uh, Dom opened up the gate with Frank. I, I, because we're doing the bingo thing, I'm a little more self-aware and I've tried to keep away from sad bitch music a little bit. And now (laughs) is where I can just kind of like, all right, now we're bringing in some sad bitch music, especially once I get to the end of my board, I'm going to get canceled because leaving off of a specific artist, but I'm going to explain that in a second. Um, so I'm going to go with one that is another one that is a pretty recent discovery for me. It came out in 2019. Um, I only discovered it maybe, I don't know, like six or so months ago. Uh, first of all, one of the most beautiful and artistic music videos I've ever seen um, really pays homage to an art form that I think is often mocked uh, in, in pole dancing. And I'm going to go with Cellophane by FKA Twigs. Um, yeah. <laughs> this song is just so damn beautiful and devastating. So some background on this song uh, in like 2014, I think FKA Twigs and Robert Pattinson started dating, um, eventually got engaged. Um, FKA Twigs was the victim of a lot of just horrible harassment by Twilight fans and Robert Pattinson fans who, you know, how fandom can be um, wanting real life to be real life people to be together like him and Kristen Stewart and just awful, awful stuff. Um, she was the victim of a lot of like racial abuse and, and just horrible stuff. Um, and their obviously the relationship ended because of this. Um, and so she wrote this song a little later, came out in 2019 that kind of deals with the fallout of that and the kind of the trauma that she suffered because of this relationship. And a lot of it has to do with like sharing a partner with the public eye, like what it looks like when you're two public figures and you have to still work out a relationship and how hard that is. Um, it's devastating on its own. And then, like I said, the music video just amplifies that. It's, God, so beautiful and so well shot. Um, there was some, I wouldn't say controversy, but when um, Montero came out, a lot of people pointed out some very glaring similarities, like not just to the point of homage, like it looked like he was ripping off parts of her music video. Um, they've talked about it, and it seems like she was fine with it. So I, I think it was a very quick, quickly resolved controversy. But it's easy to see why someone would want to pay homage to the music video because it's very it's just beautifully shot um yeah it's she she like learned the pole for like months in training for this music video and it shows it's beautiful um she just has just an angelic voice and it really really shows in this song and like i said it's, it's a very very like profound and and emotional song about this breakup because it's not just a breakup song right it's just this i horribly like sad idea of something not working literally just because of stupid fans. Like that's so sad when it's like, it could have worked out and it could have been this beautiful thing. And because fans are just the worst sometimes. Right. Um, and they don't understand boundaries. Like that's why it ended. I'm sure there are other factors, but you know, that's why things came to an end. And so, yeah, the song is just horribly sad, but also just really beautiful and and worth the listen. I I really like the song. It's really good. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten more songs about kind of like that happening, you know, just like f- more just like fame and and stuff like that could only happen to like a celebrity like that, you know, in song form. But no, that's a great song. I really love FK Twigs. Uh Dom, are you a fan of this one? I've also uh, I've never heard of of this. So, um Kyle, I, I don't know what you're doing after this, but if you want to zoom with me and join me on my cry fest after this. Let's just cry together. Just gonna, yeah, let's just yeah. cry. Fuck it. I'm just adding one more thing to it's the just Sunday cry. Yeah. 2022. Cry fest 2022. 
so I'm excited to to add this to the Cryfest list and uh, and 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 go down this road. Take it, Hannah. Do you know this song? So I don't know the song, and honestly, I'm kind of devastated that I don't because I love FKA Twigs, and also I love uh, I am part of the I was a part of the Twilight fandom for a very long time. I mean, I was a teenager in 2008, so <laughs> a teenage girl. Um, so, but yeah, um, and I know how toxic that fandom can be, so I'm sure it, uh, it's probably very relatable, and I actually can't wait to listen to it and watch the music video, so. Yes. Any fandom with, with its majority teenagers or old white men are mm-hmm. dangerous. Yep. Star Wars, uh, looking at you. <laughs> Yep. Wow. What? <laughs> Not Star Wars ever. <laughs> um. All right. I, I said he was doing sad bitch music, and then just immediately went for everyone's jugular with that. <laughs> for real though. I'm gonna fight um, for keeps. All right. Round five. Let's do this. Are we going sad bitch music round two, Kyle? Uh. So this one is a very personal song so it's not necessarily sad bitch other than in the sense that i am a sad bitch (laughs) um but you know it's a very personal song to me i've drafted this artist in both our 2000s draft and in our 2020s draft i talked a lot about her um she's also a pretty recent discovery and is very quicker than most artists in my life has become maybe top five all-time artists um so the joke by brandy carlisle um is a really really special song to me um I actually first heard, I have an interesting like relationship with it because I first heard the song, not by her, but um, Ben Platt covers this song on his, uh, his Netflix special live at Radio City Music Hall. And that performance is great. Um, I sometimes have conflicted feelings about Ben Platt, but uh, it's a beautiful performance. And I immediately loved the song and had to look up the original artist. And that's how I got introduced to Brandy. And I've talked before about Brandy Carlisle. I think that her voice is just unreal. And I think that she much like Glenn Hansard, the other love of my life. I think that she just like imbues her songs with such passion and authenticity and just rawness. And um, this is like the prime example of that. Uh, I would encourage anyone, even if you don't listen to the song, please listen to the song. But if you don't just look up the lyrics to it, cause it's just so real and honest. And it's basically, it's kind of like a rallying anthem for people who feel like other um, and feel like outsiders. And it's the first verse is about this kid who, is made fun of for like his style and his like choice of clothes and stuff. And like, I, I was that like, I was that kid, you know, I was, I was the kid who just didn't like fit in and I didn't like have friends growing up and like wish that I had something like this to listen to. Cause it was just me and my siblings. And like, I don't want to listen to a sob story or anything, but like, it was just it, hearing this song later on in life and getting like that validation of like th- those things that like, I don't want to turn this into a a sermon or anything, but like those things that make you different and that people are like picking you on for should not be things that you are being picked on for. Um, They should be the things that set you apart and the things that make you special. And so that's kind of the message of this song. And it's, that would be enough to be, have a really beautiful message, but it's also musically just really damn good. (laughs) Like she, I mentioned before with her other songs, she has, Two of the members of her band are, are twins and they have, I never remember the name of it. Every time I draft one of her songs, there's a specific name for this type of harmony that twin siblings have. Um, 
it just sounds really beautiful. Like they're twins. So there's something there in the DNA that they can harmonize in a way that other human beings can't. Um, and they do in this song and it sounds beautiful. And they've got some really great strings come in toward the end of the song when it really picks up. Um, yeah, I just think that Brandy writes songs that are very, very relatable and, and just validating to people. And that's all what her book is about. She wrote a book, um, like a memoir, all about her upbringing and, and the inspiration for songs like The Joke. Um, but I just think that the song is one of those things where I heard it way too late in life. Like I heard it and immediately fell in love with it, but it was a song that like I wish I had heard growing up because it was something I needed growing up. Um, and it's something that I now hope that people who were my age, who are my, you know, who are that age now, like are able to hear and, and be validated and feel like safe listening to it. So got to go with The Joke. Love it. I'm I'm glad you went with another Brandy Carlisle song. I know you drafted one from her in the in the 2020s, right? Um, mm-hmm. And into it, the you, 2000s. Yeah. Yep. You just yeah you really you know grabbed onto her and I mean she, I've listened I've gone on listened to a little bit of her songs and really really great musician. I have not heard this one. Um, I'm sure it's really great. Dom, are you in on the joke? Or do you know this one? <laughs> I, yes, I am one of the bullies too. Plot twist. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like I I I love Brandy Carlile. Um, I've not heard the song, um, so this is a, a strange blind spot. Um, I guess love is maybe strong, a, a bit strong. I really enjoyed her, and I re- I had a phase where I listened to a decent amount of her when I was um, younger. And I, I just she's been one of those artists that I just haven't, for whatever reason, gone back to. Um, not because I don't want to, just because I don't know so much other music. Um, so- but this is. <laughs> Yeah, just add this to the list of things I'm excited about uh, uh, circling back to now, and 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 thanks now being sad, sadder, more sad. I don't care. Just, I'll just, just a sad bitch. I'm just gonna be a sad bitch the rest, the rest of the weekend. But I'm excited. Uh, I I think you did a a really beautiful job of like I I know you weren't selling the song, but like of explaining what it means to you and 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 the things about it that make it special and so as someone who uh is really good friends with you that um just makes me even more interested in exploring it so yeah oh hannah oh, whatever though like <laughs> stupid pick so yeah so i had to look it up because i was like i feel like i might have heard the song so i have listened to older Brandy Carla, so not as much as like probably like 2015 and earlier. Um, so, but I think I have heard the song based off of what you explained on the lyrics, but I honestly don't remember it. So I'm really excited to go and like back and listen to it because as as obviously a, a Swifty, a lyrics is like my favorite part of like music. So I'm excited to like you know actually like take a more analytical look at her her songs specifically and especially this one. So. All right, all right. Next pick, we are back to Dom. That is back to me. I, are you? Are we sure we don't want to just like do this all day? No, no. Do like ten. Do <laughs> two more picks, Dom. You have two more. I'm, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't know that I'm gonna have a Harry or Taylor song on my list. Not because they're not uh, deserving, but because there are so many artists that I want to talk about and like. And so it's just in that weird zone of like they're getting a lot of airtime. So I want to. Um, but now I'm going to contradict myself by picking someone who has already been picked. I'm going to take a Ken- my first Kendrick song uh, and my second Jay-Z song, and I'm going to be taking Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Uh, this is one of his songs that just, like, I always come back to. It, like, this is t- 
timeless for me. Um, this is one of those songs that like perfectly encapsulates, in my opinion, like what makes him great. It's the ability to create this song that's like so fucking catchy and so and it's just so like undeniably cool but also like he's wrestling with really deep shit in this in this song and like he's wrestling with all the things that come along with like sort of the rise to fame that he was dealing with like in the one that always sticks out to me is when he says i can feel the changes i can feel the new people around me just want me to be famous you can see that my city found me and put me on stages. To me, that's amazing. To you, that's a quick check. With all the disrespect, let me say this. And he just, like, the shit that he's wrestling with in that song, combined with the fact that it's just a fucking also great song and a bop, and uh, is is what makes him, to me, one of the all-time greats. And then, oh yeah, Jay-Z is also on this. Uh, and I guess he's okay, too. <laughs> yeah, Jay-Z's, you know, that guy, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. And as a feature artist, um, I'm so glad this song got picked. Um, I kind of wish we'd have four more Kendrick songs picked because there's four Kendrick songs that need to be picked. But um, this is a great one. It's it's like a classic windows down, like cruise song. Like, you know, just like, you know, you're not like foot on the pedal. This is like you're just going as slow as you, you can. You're not really heading anywhere. It's just, it is 100% a vibe song. And, like, to have a song that instantly becomes, like, a part of the, like, pop culture lexicon, like, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe instantly became a, just something you said. That all It was text posts everywhere on Tumblr and Facebook. Like, it was it just, it was a part of pop culture. And to do that so effortlessly, it seems, just another part of the reason why Kendrick became who he did. Um and started with Good Kid, Mad City. Like, there's so many good songs on that album. And, like, just, like, he had Jay-Z already, you know, featuring on that album. It's like, it's like yeah, they they knew what was up already. So, yeah. I'm such a good pick, Dom. Um, and like you were saying earlier, like, I love when, I, I'm a sucker. Anytime he does, like, the different, like, voices, he almost goes into, like, different characters of himself. Yes, exactly. And so, the way he switches back and forth between that and the song is just, it gets me every time. Yes. Kyle, are you a fan of this one? Yeah, this is also among the the handful, <laughs> thankfully. Um, it's just, this is now, like, Dom was talking about listening to, like, being excited to listen to the playlist and, like, discovering new stuff. I'm excited to, like, almost, like, re-listen to some Kendrick stuff and have that finally be my, like, my tipping point of diving into all of the rest of his stuff. Like, this is reminding me of, like, why, like, why haven't I done that already? You know what I mean? Like, why didn't I, after seeing Black Panther, just listen to his, all of his discography, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a fucking fantastic song. Uh, the same line, I was thinking of the line that you mentioned. It's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a vibe and it's like, you're kind of like not really thinking of the lyrics and then it that kind of hits and you're like, oh, yeah, he's also a lyrical genius. Like but he, it, it's not enough that he can be, you know, a musical genius. He has to be a lyrical one as well. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic pick. Hannah, did this pick kill your vibe? <laughs> no, I absolutely adore Kendrick. And this is obviously one of the songs again, like I didn't even think about because I, I don't know if I'm going to end up picking a Kendrick song just because He's already gotten so much love on the draft, so I might feel good about not having to. Um, but I didn't even think about this song either, and now I'm, like, mad at myself. so Because <laughs> he just has so much good music. So. Yes, yes. All right. Kendrick, another one off the board. 
we are back around to me for my fifth pick. Um, so this is going to be a song that I am I can guarantee y'all have never heard of, and I'm okay with that. Um, I am a raver. I'm a rave kid. Um, started pretty much at the beginning of this decade, at 2010, like in college. And uh, there'd be this this guy who would throw these uh, house parties at his house. And this was the first time I really like, I'd heard of dance, you know, I had been introduced to electronic music before and I liked it. You know, I'd heard Sandstorm and Tiesto, like your, 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 you know, home variety techno. But this was 2010s. This was when dubstep was was busting on the scene, right? And uh, so those house parties really just opened my eyes. And like my college, my whole college town just took to it. You know, it just grew like crazy. And we ended up having this warehouse that we would have these big raves at. And yeah, that's just where my love for for EDM grew. Uh, and this song uh, was one of the first songs that really came out of nowhere. Is uh, 20 at the end of 2011 and this song um they're like people say it's the song that started the edm trap trend um it's what added all the snares and the heavy trap beats into electronic music and it was by this electronic duo named foster damas and uh they remixed a little song by major laser called original dawn and I mean, there's not much else to say on it other than it's a super high energy, heavy bass trap song. And I can't not dance to it anytime I hear it. Um, And I did dance to it many, many times. My first few festivals, the very first festival I went to uh, was Nocturnal. And they played this song like almost every DJ you would walk up to. They were going to play this song at least once in their set. It was it was that hot of a song it was everywhere and it even created the sample that everyone would go on to hear the run the trap sample the run the trap it was sampled from this song so um yeah it's just really important to the scene i it was just it was there when i really first got into it it's just i i, I put it on yesterday and i was like i i still love this song there's so many different fun parts to it so original don foster Domus remix any any thoughts by anyone uh dom i'm excited to add uh you know a little an injection of fun to my sad bitch afternoon that i'm about to have so uh, i appreciate that um this is something that uh like you predicted not i'd never heard of it um but it sounds like fun and i'm I'm excited to uh to check it out later yes hannah you, so, you've gotten down to this before right uh so EDM is one of my blind spots. Um, I would say, like, honestly, I, I like I don't hate any like genre music like at all. Um, if you uh, like, if like basically everything I enjoy, EDM is one I haven't gotten into because I don't know many people who like it. So if you're willing to send oh, me make a playlist for me, I will. I would love to try and get into EDM, but that has not happened to me for me yet. So I'm excited to hear the song for sure. Awesome, Kyle. This is I, your favorite song of all time, right? Yeah, man. Big Flostradamus head over here. Um, I uh, I just I'm loving picturing Damon living like the plot of Footloose, but with trap music or with EDM. <laughs> like when you're talking about all of you going to the warehouse, that's all I was. Picturing. It's fantastic. 
he just wants amazing. to dance. Yeah, he just wants to dance. Um, just let the man dance. It, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the same way as Hannah. It's just a blind spot for me. Like I know maybe a handful of of EDM songs, but it's not. It's always been a fun thing to like hear your love for it because it makes me kind of vicariously love it. Um, and like I have friends who are really into EDM, and like I've never really like gotten into it, but hearing their passion for it just makes me like that's why I love music. It's it's something that people can be passionate about, and there's literally a genre for everyone. Like there is mm-hmm. a genre for every single person, and so um, yeah, I, I just I love my brother-in-law is really really into Foster Thomas, believe it or not. So he I may have heard this song maybe in a car ride one time, and it just I didn't know this was the song, but. He he'd probably know this one and would be losing his shit right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just it's your love for EDM kind of makes me like love it by by proxy. So this is a very Damon pick. We, we are assembling that Damon bingo board. The Kyle one is just a bunch of sad songs and Glenn Hansard, but like <laughs> Damon is EDM. So this is mark off your bingo board. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't get, have like any EDM on my 2020s, which was absurd. Really, I I really should have. I just I couldn't choose. Um, this this was a little easier. Uh, had to go with the the ones that started me, you know. So, all right, let's move on to the last pick of the fifth round. Before we do, let's take one more break. All right, welcome back to the 2010s Stewards of Sounds draft. Very last draft in the Stewards of Sound series. This has been a lot of fun. Um, still, way too many songs up there. We're going to miss a lot of big stuff. But to kick off our, I'm sorry, for our last pick in the fifth round, we are to Hannah. What you got for us? All right. Okay. So I like really just want to go on a monologue about Taylor Swift. Uh, so that's probably what's going to happen. Because like there's so many I want to pick for, because uh, I'm going to obviously get one more Taylor Swift song and you would be shocked to know that I'm going to pick two. So, um, I'm like trying to decide which to go with because she has read uh, 1989 reputation and lover all come came out in the, this. Um, and those are all, I could, I could be I, all like some of my favorite, favorite albums. So like lover is my favorite album. I'm wearing a lover shirt today. Um, and uh, I don't know, like, and then as you guys know, all too well is like one of my favorite songs of all time. So I'm like struggling right now. Um, but I'm going to have to go with 19, a 1989 song because I feel like that's like one of her most acclaimed albums and very, very good. Like there's really not a bad song on it. So I'm going to go with Out of the Woods from 1989. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited that you picked this. <laughs> um, it is one of my three Taylor Swift tattoos. Um, so I love the song with all my heart. Um, one of the greatest bridges of all time, um, is in the song. Um, and I just absolutely love it. And also love the insane theory that, um, this song is about Taylor and Harry Styles committing vehicular manslaughter, um, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, I have a PowerPoint on that. If anyone would like, if that, yeah, that can be a bonus episode. I would like to sign up for that. Yeah. Roger yeah. and Jennifer Gray version 2.0 right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to pick that one. It's yeah. One of my, I have a paper plane tattoo on my wrist for, um, for the song. Uh, I got it with my best friend, uh, 1980 such a great album. 
Um, just like the part where like uh, the monsters turned out to be just trees and the sun came up and you were looking at me is like <sighs> chills, literal chills. <laughs> it's just an amazing song. All right. Another Taylor Swift song I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> once again, I am sure this is a good one. I What I am figuring out that I am I am a Taylor Swift basic bitch. I apparently only <laughs> only know the most most popular of the popular Taylor Swift songs because every time I'll say one, I'm like, oh, OK, that one. Yeah, I don't know that one there, but there are so many. Like you said, you, you dropped four albums that Taylor Swift dropped in this decade. Is that the most of anybody? Like, I, well, she always does it. So the funny thing is, it <laughs> always hard. goes hard. Yeah. So the funny thing is, after 1989, she took a three-year break instead of a two-year break. Um, she usually does two years between every album so that she can tour and stuff like that. But because after Reputation, well, before Reputation, after 1989, there was a lot of Ryan's just laughing because I'm just gonna go on a monologue. But um. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, like, there was a three-year break just because he, she got a lot of bad media uh, pres, uh, press after 1989. Um, there was a lot of people who were, like, calling to cancel her, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, that type of stuff. So she took a three-year break. She met the guy she's with now. And, um, yeah, and now, so, yes, so four, she could have probably gotten five if she wanted to. I think she's, like, one of the only people that still does that volume, like, no one puts albums like that out anymore. Like it's like maybe three, if that, between each album. Like, well, yeah. So there are people who match that like quantity, but they but phone not it quality. In. Yeah, it's like, not quality. They, they phone yeah. it in, and like one album kind of suffers from the from the the speed at which it's released. And she like every album managed manages to be like. All right. Well. Another Taylor Swift song off the board. So let's go to that next pick. Oh, Ryan, actually, Ryan, your thoughts on, on this pick? Yeah, I just wanted to give Hannah some credit because we are two hours into this podcast. And this is the first, <laughs> like, real Taylor Swift rant she's got on. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Hannah, that took a lot of restraint. So yeah. proud of you, babe. Yeah. Thanks. I'm also <laughs> I'm so happy because I would have been in fucking ruins if it got back to my pick and this song were still on the board because this was the top of my list. This is my favorite uh, Taylor song from the decade. Um, yeah. And I'm just, I, as soon as you said that, I, I, the pure joy that I felt in my heart, but I can't really put it into words. So I'm so happy that you picked that. When people talk about Taylor Bridges, they mean a lot of them, but they really just mean this bridge. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just the out of the woods bridge. I mean, honestly, like I could, I, if you name like seven different Taylor Swift songs, I'd be like, yeah, greatest bridge of all time. But this one actually <laughs> might be it. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's what the third Taylor Swift song or the only, only the second. Yeah. That's the second. Only wow. the second. You're the only person to have drafted Taylor Swift so far. Yeah. We needed Olivia on the spot, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sing Olivia here. Uh, you're here in spirit, but everyone. It's that time. We're there. We made it. One more draft round. Oh, man. One more draft pick for each of us. Thanks. I Let's hate get, it. We get to leave all the other ones off the board and oh. make everything. So what song is fitting on your board with Beyonce, Lord, two Taylor Swift songs, and Harry Styles? What a board, by the way. So, oh, this is so hard because I... 
Okay. So I really want to pick a Childish Gambino song, but I have to, because you guys hated on it for so much. I have to pick a One Direction song. <laughs> I don't think you'll understand. You'll, you just won't understand. 2012, the, the X Factor happens. I am 17 years old. There's a lot of hormones. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> of stuff going on and they drop up all night. And it was like the greatest thing to ever happen in my life. I skipped finals to go to the concert in Chicago um, in high school. And I had just gotten my wisdom teeth out. I um, was high on Vicodin because I had dry sockets and I was just vibing at this One Direction <laughs> concert. And it was like the greatest moment of my life. And so One Direction means so much to me. Um, and that's even the first album. I'm not even going to pick something from the first album. Um, I'm going to go with the song Olivia, which is hilarious because Olivia's not on this call. Um, she really is here with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just absolutely adore the song. And it's it's off of their 2015. Yeah, so it's off of their last album. And it's absolutely incredible um there is this so and i talked to crystal about this because of course it's one direction um olivia was playing right as i walked into the concert the harry styles concert uh, waiting for him to perform and the entire arena was singing a word like the words to the song and like it was it was just like a, a song that was playing it, he wasn't even playing yet it was just like on the radio and it was like people were like crying tears of joy and like everyone was just like hugging each other it was like an amazing moment and like this is why this has become my one direction song because of that moment right there and apparently he he does this at every concert he did it during harry styles one they played olivia and so it's like become a thing and it's just it's it's amazing and also i was just gonna declare my love to olivia and during the song but now she's not here so that sucks (laughs) I love this. I've never heard this song before, but I'm a fan. What a great name for a song. Olivia really is here in spirit with us. And yeah, um, I think I've only ever heard the one One Direction song. Anyways, that's what makes you beautiful. I honestly don't know if I've ever heard any other one, but I'm, I'm going to listen to this one. I bet it's a bop. So. It's really great. Dom, yes. do you what, like a wild, what a wild ride Hannah went on with her wisdom teeth journey <laughs> <laughs> and the hormones and the getting to see One Direction. I would really like I would really like a, a movie of that time, just like those few days in 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 Anna's life. I have pictures. I made my own T-shirt, and it was like it's incredible. Um, my cheeks are all puffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of in the Kyle camp of like as, for as much as I love uh, Harry, I'm not. It doesn't super translate for me for to One Direction. Um, I, I like Story of My Life. That song I could listen to. Uh, over and over again, mostly because I, I love Harry's part in that so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they you can't really knock it. Like they were putting out hits for for a few years there, and and I and I and I respect you uh, staying true to yourself and <laughs> and taking something that that uh, was meaningful to to young <laughs> hormonal high on Vicodin and uh, Hannah Jesus exactly. Yep, Kyle. Do you like Olivia? Uh, Olivia, if you're listening, I love you very much. Uh, <laughs> so this band is just going to be part of my life, whether I like it or not, obviously, with Crystal and then Crystal's alter ego, Hannah. Um, so 
yeah, like I'll probably hear this song eventually. Um, I've never heard it. I it's funny. Damon said, "What makes you beautiful?" Dom said, "What was the story of my life?" Mm-hmm. I like night changes. I think that's a good song. <laughs> um, so I don't. It's not even a, like I'm against One Direction. It was just like it, just the boat. I miss the boat. Like I, I never really. I wasn't even into really like really into boy bands until much later. And so even when I did get into boy bands, it was just like, oh, that's a band that isn't even a thing anymore. Like, I don't, I don't I'm not really interested. Um, but again, I love Harry Styles and I, I do love a song that like, no matter what the band is, the fact that it's being played at a different concert and the fandom hears it and is like unified in singing it and loving it. That's like, that's the sign of a, a good song and a good band. So um, it's a perfect way to to cap off a very Hannah board, and it's yeah, great story. Like we were all gripped. I love it. It's a great pick. <laughs> oh, and also it has great piano at the beginning, mm. and like that's just incredible. Um, but yeah, you're you're gonna probably force to listen to this after this uh, this uh, call, either by me or Crystal. So that's true. It's gonna happen. All right, all right. We are to my last pick. Um. There's all the directions I could go in. I'm going to go in the direction of... Only one direction. There's, yeah, there's. we just talked about it, Damon. There's one direction. <laughs> I'm going the other direction of one direction. Um, I'm doubling down on my EDM love because I need to. Okay? Um, whereas the original Dawn was, was a song that really like got trap music going. This song is essentially what popularized EDM. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of this guy. Goes by the name of Skrillex. And when he dropped his EP in late 2010, everything changed. Um, And the song on there, which has, like, literally, like, 10 words total that he says, like, over and over again throughout the song. um, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites is just a composition of just growls and heavy synths, and monstrous bass, and I love it, and it just was, I'd heard, I'd heard dubstep before him, and I'd heard excision was what I heard first for dubstep, but Skrillex was what made me fall in love with dubstep, because it was just, it still had a rhythm to it, it it was still, you were still able to dance to it somehow, and it was just infectious, Um, this song just it it forced you to to move your body to it and the energy in the crowds when it played was just unlike any other this so i I misspoke earlier Uh, original dawn was the song of my second festival that i went to that was that was a the first multi-day festival the first festival i ever went to was in 2011 edc dallas which only ever happened once the one time i went um Several people died. Um, they literally had to shut down the end of the festival because they let too many people in and there was fire codes being broken everywhere. So I did not get to see Avicii like I had planned. I still, to this day, am very upset because that was my only one shot to get to see Avicii. But who I did get to see at the very end of the show was Skrillex. And just this, like, massive auditorium, just, like, it was packed wall-to-wall. Diplo played before him, by the way, and this, I had, I had no idea who Diplo was. <laughs> so, it's funny now, 
knowing who Diplo is. Um, but Skrillex, just his show was amazing, and he ended up getting arrested on stage because he wouldn't leave because they were trying to shut him down. But just, yeah, just a fun little story. But, you know, everyone knows what Skrillex went on to do. Like, I mean, he he's done a lot since this, but this was the beginning, and it was just so fun. It was it's a weird-ass song, you know, but, I mean, you either like it or you don't, and I, I, I just fell in love with it. And so I felt like Skrillex, if there was going to be EDM on the board, I, I felt like Skrillex deserved to be on there. So had to go with this one. Um, Dom. Do you like this song? Uh, I don't know if I've heard this song. Um, I've I've obviously definitely heard Skrillex. Um, and the song's of, a, oh my god! Oh, okay, yes, I have heard this song. I do. Love, <laughs> I mean, this is a great song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we lose. Oh, did we lose the Dom? Oh, oh we, no. we lost you, Dom. My internet keeps cutting out. Am I back? Did yeah, I? Yeah, you're back. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I I really love how infectious your love for EDM is, um, and that makes like it makes me uh, sort of have a, like a, a love just being next to it. Um, but I definitely have many memories of listening to the song and other like um, Skrillex stuff and and EDM stuff in in my late high school and early college summer or all year round party life. So. <laughs> I like right. it. And, it, and it would be weird. To, it, this is another one of those artists where, like, it'd be weird to have a 2010s draft and not mention Skrillex once. Whatever you right. think about him. Kyle, do you like the scary monsters or the nice sprites? Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> both of them. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, th- yeah, I love that. Now, I hope Dom and I can keep it up. But we're doing like the last pick is like the most. We had the most Hannah pick, and now we have the <laughs> most Damon pick. Like this is. I love it. I like Dom. Like your your love for EDM continues to be very infectious, and I want to listen to all of the songs ever, just because it you, you get so hyped about it, and it makes me happy. Um, and Skrillex is like a name. It's funny because like, of course, he's such a huge name and influential to the genre and to the decade in general, and still somehow a name that I forget about a lot. Like I just don't. I don't know. Has he made any music in a while? Like his his career is is one of the weirdest. Like. He's kind of gone and done a lot of producing. He's hmm. he likes makes a lot of different types of EDM. Right. So he doesn't stick to just one. So he doesn't. He's not as big as he could be because he just does whatever. He just likes to make music. He likes to experiment. His last big stuff was when he released Jack U with Diplo when they had their collabs yeah. with uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah. That was probably the last really big stuff. Okay. Gotcha. I love it. Hannah, are you a fan? I have never heard the song. I'm sorry. So <laughs> even when you said the, oh my God thing. Yeah. I don't know. I do know who Skrillex is, but I don't know the song. Um, but uh, I just have a feeling that like it would, that the, your experience at that EDM con- festival sounds like it's something that would happen at an EDM festival. And I feel like Travis Scott will be using this podcast uh, during, again, with his lawsuits for Astroworld. So you, uh, he might as well send you money now. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Um, all right. That finishes my board. We have two more boards. Dom, one pick yeah. left. Yeah. Who's there, left off? I Is mean, me? too many people are getting left off. Um, but uh, like Kyle just said, this has definitely been the round of we're all just being 100% us. Um, and 
if I left this draft without taking a Mac Miller song, I would be the most fraudulent person ever. Uh, <laughs> Mac Miller to me is definitely like what it seems like uh, T Swift is in a lot of ways to Hannah, what Phoebe is to Kyle, what EDM is to you, Damon. Uh, he's just like, he is my favorite of all time. And like he, it was this really special experience i think that like he was born almost exactly a year after me and so like he started putting out like his music and i sort of like i got to grow up with him growing up and with his music growing up and like so his early stuff is like super like just fun and like you would not call it great music it's just like high school kid rap um but that was perfect for me because I was a high school kid wanting to listen to stuff like that. And then he evolves a little bit into like more so like the college kid rap and I'm in college listening to it. Uh, this song was the first single off of his Divine Feminine album in 2016. This is Dang by Mac Miller featuring Anderson Pack. This song to me sort of marks the real transition for him into like becoming the incredible like musician that he ended up being and like really evolving from sort of just this like party rap type of stuff to to sort of like that Kendrick level of like we're going to talk about complex shit or like we're going to have really genuinely good music uh in 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 these songs and this is a great one because like if, if I were making a playlist of like underrated bops I uh Forrest Gump would be on there and this would this would be number two or number one it's fucking great it's like I I again challenge you to listen to the song and not have a great time it's fun every single time um and he's also like talking about some stuff that was personal to him so he does the the Kendrick thing where he's like when you listen to it the first time you're not really thinking about exactly what the lyrics are and then if you want to you can dive in and be like oh shit like there's some <laughs> we're talking about stuff here it's not just we're not just saying words um Lots of horns. We talked about how much we love horns earlier. This is this is one of the first like Mac Miller being like, "Oh shit, horns in my music. This is great." <laughs> and then you get to his album Swimming, and it's like horns, all of the horns, <laughs> which I'm also a sucker for. Uh, so like, it's just an infectious like, it's an infectious beat. It's an infectious like hook that Anderson Pack came up with. The whole thing is just a, a fucking vibe, and and it's probably my most replayed song. I would say maybe ever so yeah i i had to end it with mac miller um because if i didn't i would not be me i'm so glad matt got a pick on the board so happy we could talk about him kyle are, are you a fan of mac yeah of course i um i get sad talking about mac miller i just like we just could have gotten so much more um he was yeah he was just, he was a really special special artist and i, I think dom put it really well in that I, and I don't know Mac as well as Dom does, but to, yeah, for him to transition from music that is just like, sounds good and is like good music, but it's just kind of a vibe to like music that talks about important things while still sounding really good and having, you know, horns in it, like you're talking about, like it, um, I think it, I, it, I, I love that you pinpointed that that is dang. And so, um, yeah, he was just a really, really special kind of one of a kind artist and definitely has left a, a very big gap. But this is I don't know if I've ever like ranked his songs, but this would definitely be near the top, if not the very number one song. And also 
it literally can never hurt to have Anderson on your song because Anderson is one of the coolest motherfuckers alive. <laughs> exactly. Had to had to get Anderson Pack in here too. Yep. Yes. Um, I so I was a little bit past that age for Mac, so I wasn't a fan of Mac at first. Like out of out of my friend who I actually DJ with, he was a couple years younger. He was a huge Mac fan. This is I was just like, eh, he's yeah, he's cool, you know. This album happens, and then swimming like the combo of those two made me huge Mac Miller fan. Just a little too late. I was just like, oh man, and then it was just like, oh, there's Mac, there's Max. What happened? And it's just like. And when you saw, you really saw how important he was and how many people he touched when he passed because of how many people were upset and still are. Like, I, I know a lot of people who he was their favorite artist. Like, you know, there's a lot of artists on these on some of these boards like we really enjoy and like, but would we call them our favorite artist? Maybe not, you know, but like the, he is he, he, like without a doubt so many people's favorite because he connected to them on this on just on so many different levels a very personal level and he he just made really great music and especially later on like this song and especially swimming like the horns he he found a sound just that he liked and and worked with his voice and it just made beautiful music and i'm just so so sad we don't get more um but this is yeah this is one of the better songs of those two albums i think and such a great the orchestral arrangements that he like graduates to in in swimming are just like some of the most beautiful and like it there are definitely songs of his that like are are more personally meaningful to me um but since we've been such sad bitches this whole time i figured i would uh <laughs> i would go with a little more upbeat but i mean yeah you said it like he like when he died like you just saw from all of all of the people in like all of the all of these musicians how much he meant to them because like his love for music was so infectious and and his like generosity and like he was just always wanting to help other musicians and rappers and like he wanted to help anyone he could and like and help them you know with whatever they needed help with like just like getting air to like help them with their music like help them get get publicity like he was just so generous with his time and loved music and and was just a great fucking person and i could keep going on and then i'll cry more but but yeah this is a yeah, I love him, and I love the song. Hannah, you a fan of Mac? I am, yes. So I actually have, like, the opposite, kind of, where I haven't listened to most of his newer stuff, but when I was in high school and college, I really enjoyed Mac Miller. Um, so it's definitely something I needed to check out, because I haven't heard this uh, the song that you um, mentioned. So, But, yeah, I mean, one of my biggest regrets is not going to a Mac Miller concert when uh, he was in Minnesota um, a couple of, uh, like when I was, uh, I think it was, I was a freshman in college. So um, definitely never will be able to experience that, but um, great pick. And I'm glad Mac Miller's on. I was happy. I'm I'm glad that I got to see him. I I saw him once my sophomore year of college. He came and I saw him in this tiny venue in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, It was him and Casey Veggies and I think Earl Sweatshirt. And it was like, just, it was fucking, it was great. Um, but uh, I will also be making a playlist after this for both, for, for, for both of you. I'll make a Frank Perfect. and a, uh, and a, and a Mac. I have to spread the gospel of Mac. So, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I want to listen to the Frank one just because, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's me too. <laughs> I got you. All right. 
one last pick. Kyle, it's you. What do you got? There's so many songs. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm torn between quite a few. I So initially, if you're listening, we are at the sixth pick of my board, and there's not a single Phoebe Bridgers song in sight. Um, and initially, I wasn't going to draft any of her songs, not because, I mean, like, you know, I'll get canceled on the spot, but um, I think all of her best music has happened in this decade, uh, 2020 and on. Um, that's not to say that Stranger in the Alps is not a masterpiece, because it is, and I'm about to draft one from it, so I should just just shut up and go with it. But, like, I, I wanted to justify that before I got into it. But, um, yeah, continuing the brand of, like, stuff that's just us. Uh, it's funny because, like, for Phoebe Bridgers being such a special artist to me, you would think that she would write a ton of stuff that I relate to. She doesn't – I mean, a lot of this stuff is very, like, singular kind of experiences of being, like – in love with someone who's a drug addict and stuff like that. And like, I don't have that experience. <laughs> um, but there is a song that she wrote called funeral, uh, off of her album, stranger in the Alps. Um, and basically what it boils down to is just the feeling of like being the, the chorus is Jesus Christ. I'm so blue all the time. And that's just how I feel. And it's kind of justified by like the beginning of the verse. She does a great job of painting stories with her songs. And the beginning of the first verse is like, she is singing at a funeral of like a young boy who just died. And it's this feeling of like, why do I have any right to be as upset as I am all the time when something horrific just happened to someone else? Um, and that's the experience that I had for all of basically all of the decade that we're talking about uh, growing up in a very privileged family and like not having a whole lot of really traumatic things happen, but never really feeling like, very content in life and even in, in this decade getting into phoebe bridgers and kind of feeling validated by that of like being someone who has not experienced a whole lot of horrible things in his life and like i feel i feel very lucky and privileged to that and i want to acknowledge my privilege in that but you know that experience of like that doesn't change the fact that like sometimes i just like i just don't i tune out and like i, I feel like numb and and like a funeral i think so beautifully depicts that feeling of like that detachment of like I could be a, I could be so much worse like my life could be so much worse right now and like that doesn't I still feel the way I feel like that that chorus you know like Jesus Christ I'm so blue all the time and that's just how I feel always have and I always will and it's just I'm not trying to bring the the tone of the podcast down like I'm fine guys I promise like everyone listening I'm I'm fine I'm great um but I think Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers should be talked about and specifically in the 2010s draft because we talked about it a little bit with Florence, but like having these feelings, I think writing about them makes it more accessible. And I think that like, I mean, I know that it was therapeutic for Phoebe. And so if anything, that's a win there, but like it has now, you know, someone who will probably never meet her has also identified with this song you know like like i just think that that's the really beautiful and special part of music is that if there's you know something in your life that you have trouble articulating oftentimes music can be the the, the key to that and and unlocking things that you're feeling um and so i could have picked anything off of stranger in the alps i was considering you know like killer or scott street but um i think funeral is just a really special song because it captures a very unique life experience that it's 
difficult to put to words to sometimes. Um, and that's what's special about Phoebe Bridgers. Like I, I make a joke out of it, how much I talk about her on this podcast, but I do think she's a really special artist because she does. Yeah. Take that shot, everyone. Um, I know I, I will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, that's why I think she's such a special artist because she does. She writes these lyrics that are so specific that almost to like a comical degree sometimes. Um, but they're specific for a reason because they're about very specific life experiences. Um, and I, I think that makes her a, a really great artist. So had to go with the funeral. Oh, I'm sorry. You said stranger in the apps and my mind went other places. I'm back. <laughs> Shout out um, to Micah. <laughs> um, wild name, title, wild album name. Um, but no, I'm just like, this song sounds so emotional. And I mean, sometimes the best, those are usually the best songs because music is honest to me all about emotion you know sometimes it's not about like the the intense emotions it's about the happy and the the energetic and the vibes and just the positivity but i mean we've said it a thousand times before on this podcast we're sad bitches here like we this is <laughs> a lot of sad bitch music here but that's because music is is therapy it's one of the most therapeutic things on, on earth it's how we cope a lot of the times because like how said words are hard like we don't always able to put how we're feeling or explain our experiences properly music is one of the best ways to do it and so many people have done it before phoebe bridgers is is fantastic at it and she's able to put down these these beautiful words to this beautiful music for us um this is one of the songs i have not gotten to listen to shame on me i have not why have i not listened to all of phoebe bridgers because i know you're going to end up talking about all of it at some point that's on me <laughs> Um, but I really, I really like Phoebe. You're really getting me, me more and more on the Phoebe Bridgers bridge. Um, so yeah, I love music. It's, it's some good stuff. That's why we love talking about it here. Uh, Hannah, are you a fan of this song? Yes, I love it so much. Um, so I'm actually really glad that Phoebe Bridgers was put on this. I agree that I think some of her better stuff is in the 2020s, but, uh, Stranger in the Alps is a great album. And I think, yeah, I would say Funeral is probably my favorite on this album for exactly what we said. Like, I don't know if I can necessarily relate to the lyrics, but it's very specific, specific. And it, it doesn't at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter if I don't relate to her or not. Like I like you can have empathy for like the scenario and the situation. And she like puts her feelings into the like in, into words so well that it's just like absolutely perfect and like I, I feel like I like experienced it with her um type of thing so um I yeah I absolutely love the song and I love sad bitch music too so it just makes sense so Dom any thoughts yeah um so so Phoebe is 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 someone that I'm uh I have not dived into yet and and as a po like there are there are other artists who I haven't like gotten around to yet, and it's been sort of just like I haven't had the time, and it's been like not by design. And I feel like when I'm being honest with myself, this one is more by design because I've I'm I'm very excited to dive into this music based on all the things that I've heard, but I'm also like need to make sure that I'm <laughs> I'm ready to uh, to fully take that emotional journey because I want to be like in a in a good place for that. Um, yeah, it's got to be. At, yeah, like Kiki and I are going to see, uh, we're going to be seeing her this summer at a music festival. So I was like, 
that puts me on the clock in a timeline of like I, I I need to have done the deep dive before then. Um, and I'm just proud of us for for all of us being true to ourselves with this last pick. I think I think uh, a music draft where Phoebe is available and Kyle doesn't pick him is no draft at all. <laughs> what a draft, y'all. And that's a wrap. We did it. And only two Taylor Swift songs. Will the Swifties kill us? Possibly. <laughs> I will be leading the charge. I'm mad at all of you. <laughs> I will be murdering all of you after this. <laughs> it's like, I did my job. Yeah. Y'all failed. <laughs> Only one Beyonce song. The Hive will come for us also. Yeah. Um, so no Gaga songs. <sighs> oh, that which that was the she number was... one off my board. Like, Edge of Glory was staring me in the face. I had, like, a ton of songs in honorable mentions. Then I had a column of just artists in my honorable mentions, and she was number one. Like, I wanted so many Gaga songs, and I just couldn't fit them in. Speaking of, let's just just jump into that real quick, because we might be here for a while. Uh, (laughs) Let's just keep it it to a minimum 10. I mean, a maximum 10, guys. Um, Kyle, what's some songs that you could not draft, but you definitely, definitely thought about? Yeah, lots of other um, Harry songs. Dom, is your favorite Harry Styles song "Sign of the Times"? What me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that's 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 the one for me. <laughs> that's my second favorite. I considered that one. Um, let's see. Uh, I talk about Penny and Sparrow a lot. Really small band. Um, Moniker Part Three is a song about death. What's up? It's me, Kyle. Um, it's, what, what up, demons? It's me, you boy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful song. It's really good. Um, Frank Ocean, uh, Knights, and White Ferrari, I considered, um, and Godspeed. Uh, Best Part by Daniel Caesar and her. Just fucking incredible duet. Um, all the Taylor that I left off and I'm going to get murdered for later tonight. Uh, Cornelia Street, especially. Um, let's see. Carry On by Fun. I miss Fun. Why didn't we get more Fun? Fun was fun. Broke up, fun. Man. Yeah, they were a good time. Um, and then we got sober, bleachers out of it, though. We we did yes. get bleachers, and I'm because that's also oh, let's get married. Bleachers is also on there. Yes. Um, and then sober slash redbone by Childish Gambino. I was mm, really wanted both of those. Um, I really wanted to draft Cage the Elephant again. Um, I, I had a hard time picking a song though. I th- yeah. I just like a lot of their songs. I think that's why I ended up not going. I had cold, cold, cold down. Yep. But I mean, like that in trouble and cigarette daydream and ain't no rest for the wicked. Of course, is was before this, so that wasn't even an option. Mm-hmm. But so many good songs. I don't care what anyone says. And yes, they did probably still the beat. Uptown funk is still a fucking. <laughs> it's way too infectious not to have on my on my mentions. Bad and bougie. Yep, is a great song. Habits by Tuvalo. Gotta stay high all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. This is America, just which we forgot as far as on our list game meme songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. Also, just an amazing song. I can name a lot more, but yeah, there's just too many. Uh, Hannah, what's some that uh you wanted to mention? Oh, well, yeah, I don't want to like monologue for too long, but I guess so. Kendrick Lamar, I wanted to put on, and so I I was thinking about DNA and uh, loyalty because it features Rihanna too, and I wanted to give her a shout out. Um, and then, uh, for Harry, uh, sign of the times is also on my list and then falling, which is my favorite mm. song off of a fine line. Yeah. Um, and then another, uh, formation freedom and love on top for Beyonce. Um, I had, like I said, I had eight Taylor Swift songs, <laughs> uh, 
two of them for Lover, False God, and Cornelia Street. And then I had Blank Space, Out of the Woods, and Clean, and New Romantics off of 1989 and then call it what you want and perfect oh, wait sorry call it what you want and dress where yeah, yeah i already picked dress but call it what you want with off of um reputation and then i had like 10 one direction songs <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was able to narrow it down to olivia and um yeah oh and also i randomly had panic at the disco because i do love um their um la de- de- la devotee and dine in la but fuck brendan eerie so you know yeah all right, Dom, what you got? What's your Yeah, I mean, you? we said Ed, Edge of Glory, that was that was a big one. Um yeah. Pyramids is like just such an obvious pick, but like also still a great song by Frank. Um his sad bitch bop that I love is self control. Um mm. that was on my list. I had a few movie songs. Um uh Sunflower from uh Spider Verse, mm. uh Remember Me from Coco. Uh, we didn't talk at all about Regina Spector, and she was like also a, like a big deal for me this whole decade. And I could talk about many songs. Avicii, "Wake Me Up" was like that was the soundtrack to my summer in 2013, and it's I feel like entered that sort of like memed universe a little, but like it it will just always be enshrined in that specific summer for me. Um, Middle Child, J Cole. We didn't get any J Cole love. Uh, right. Another like sort of. Polar, like you either love them or you hate them uh and i happen to love them uh mumford and sons i will wait um uh yeah and then like 50 million mac miller songs um but specifically his spotify session version of dunno um is one of my favorites of his yeah i'm devastated we didn't put any j cole on my list uh 2014 forest hills is one of my favorite albums yeah. We really we really lacked slacked on the on the rap and hip hop. I mean we got we got several there's so much good hip hop in this decade. Brian, yeah, w- w- which were some ones that we definitely should have had on there. Yes, in uh basketball terms, I'm telling you all to clear out now as I'm <laughs> <laughs> give them the post I'm do these rapid fire, but this is my mini board. Um it might not be her best song, but it is uh, definitely the best James Bond song. Uh, Skyfall by Adele. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a personal favorite of mine from my favorite show that I, one of my favorite shows that I discovered recently, The Good Place, um, Green Light, the Chromio remix by Lord. Yes. Um, for Taylor songs, I mean, you guys brought up a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Style. It's just like a, a personal favorite uh, of mine. Um, Break Up With Your Girlfriend by Ariana Grande is just a bop and a half. So I uh, got to include that one. Um, back to back by Drake because I feel like we should at least mention him at some point and that's uh, a really good one. And then um, if it feels good by Leon Bridges. Mm. Leon, oh my God, Leon. 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 Yes. He's gonna get bigger and bigger. I feel like yeah. Leon's just too good. Also, the entire Black yeah. Panther soundtrack. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, uh, was twenty eighteen, uh, right? One. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Brian. No, I would say, of course, um, the last one, uh, my favorite um, song from Fine Line, uh, Adore You, which is great, yeah. and uh, it's very special for me and my lovely girlfriend. So. Who's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's she? Who is she? <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is four boards and five, including Ryan's board, which is just as good, really, because there's too many freaking damn songs i know we could have split it up by genre and it would have been a lot easier for me yep honestly <laughs> yeah you, we could have done like the the big picture movie draft things like yeah you only you get a song in like 
rap, you get a song in pop. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like hating it because I like I don't know that I feel like I'd that'd even be harder for me for yeah. some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. This decade is 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 impossible. But right. we did it. We did it, guys. Um, I think for the most part, we're gonna satisfy the people, and if not, fuck them. They'll be okay. <laughs> we're happy with the boards, and uh, we're happy y'all y'all join us. It was it was great, Hannah. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, the the book fantasy cast was super fun, and hope to have you yes. on another one. Absolutely, I'm happy to be back whenever you guys need me. Yes, and Dom, uh, we've had you on several times, and uh, I don't know if we have another one booked, but I'm sure we'll have you on again. I love it every time. Thanks uh, a ton for having me again. It's always a fucking blast with you guys. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Thanks so much for for doing producing duties today and joining in on the conversation. It's always fun to see you, man. Yeah, of course. I uh, love um, being on or helping any way I can. So. All right, and we'll have you. I think we have you signed up for an episode at some point pretty soon. We always do, so I can't wait for that. But everyone at home, if you're listening still, thanks for doing so. We love you. And we just want to hear from you. Let us know if you have any ideas, comments, criticisms. We're always just wanting to make this better and funner. And uh, we hope y'all enjoy. Uh, We have some really fun episodes coming this way. Uh, What do we have for the people, Kyle? Yeah, that's right. First of all, thank you for hanging in for all of our Stewards of Sound episodes. This is our another series that's wrapped up. So let us know, you know, what your favorite episode in the series was. Um, Yeah, and then looking forward for the month of May, we've got. Next week, we've got a Star Wars What If draft. We have got the Effies for Moon Knight coming up. We've got the Effies for Doctor Strange coming up. Um, and we've got our rounding out uh, May with our good pal Nick. We've got the Dream Video Game Movie Fan Cast. It's going to be a lot of fun, like Ooh. pitching our own video game movies. Lots and lots of fun. Um, fun stuff coming. So we appreciate y'all listening. Just keep tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week. This is what we do, and it's always Kyle's fault. <laughs> You said it was just for mini-sodes. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. You I can't forgot. just tell me it's mini- my fault every week. Mini- <laughs> this, is why I, this is why I draft songs called Funeral. Yeah. My- I don't know. Can't <laughs> he tell you it's your fault every week? <laughs> this is why I'm in therapy. 